Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 172 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And I'm Bella. Mm, If you're (laughs) Bella, I'm Edward. (laughs) No, you're Jacob. Oh, and this episode is sponsored by Megan Webb. Thank you, Other Megan. Thank you. Thanks, Other Megan. Thank you. And you spell your name the right way, oh, which that's nice. my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Today, we will be discussing the second half of Chapter 28 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, Snape's Worst Memory. So make sure that you have read the chapter and you're ready to blue skadoo weekend too. <laughs> before we begin let's go to megan for the weekly profit actually before we go to megan i wanted to Uh oh i know i have my own (laughs) weekly profit news it's not that exciting though um so the way that i split this chapter was is that i really wanted to focus just on snape's memory for the second part so that's why if um if our parts seem shorter than they are which they probably won't because we like to talk um that's why because i just kind of wanted to focus in on that because i feel like we're going to have a lot to say anyway yeah (laughs) Yeah. that's important okay just wanted to point that out now you can i'm behind you you back now i got you i'm I'm in front of you so literally (laughs) so um i wanted to remind everybody we are in as of the airing of this episode, we are in the midst of our 15 now Woo! days of Swishmas because we got somebody else to participate. Um, so I don't know <laughs> if they have had their day yet on our Instagrams, but I'm still going to tell you guys about it anyway. All right. So I again just want to tell you guys uh, uh, all the shops that are participating and to remind everybody again. Shop small this holiday season. These are the people who need the support way more than Amazon or Target or Walmart. As much as I love Target, mm, don't get me I wrong. Love Target. Love Target. Um, but I am attempting to get everything from like local shops or um, shops that I know that like started small and just you know like I did a little bit of shopping at Homage. Love Homage. Um, but just trying to like keep it. Keep it small. Not big corporations. Not big corporations. Mm -hmm. All that kind of stuff. 
So, um, the newest addition to our Days of Swishmas is our buddies over at Oddman and Tweak. We love their pins. Love, love, they love. are so beautiful. Um, I have several of them. Mm-hmm. Except yes. most of them that I <laughs> so, have from them are not Harry Potter. They're Star Wars. <laughs> they're Star Wars, right? Yeah, yeah well, I got a party pork and I um, have uh, Dobby. Not Dobby. Wow. The child. The child. It's because Swish and Flick, they have a Dobby one that looks like the child. That's true. We went on a pin buying spree at LeheCon Boston. Ooh. Yeah, we did. And, and most of them were from here. <laughs> R.I.P. LeheCon right now. It's still coming back, but we're, yeah. we're, we went back to that sad. stand like 40 times. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. pins, they're though. The, the pins at LeheCon, they're just, people are so incredibly talented. Yeah. And I need to put they more really of them. Like, I want to take them off of my leaky lanyard. That sounded fun. <laughs> <laughs> and put them on my um, my corkboard in my office. So, like, right in front of me. Because I have, like, um, a lot of my pins up there. And I think I have pins, like, other places that I haven't put up yet. And I don't remember where I, you know, when you stash things that, you know, you'll keep them in a safe spot. Well, it's real safe because I can't find it. So... I gotta put them up. <laughs> Mine is uh, my lanyard to my car. Mm. Mine's in my office. I miss LeakyCon. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. I miss meetups. Yeah. So shout <laughs> shout out to Admit and Tweak. Um, I'm super happy that they are joining us for this. Uh, they're really great guys and very talented. So make mm-hmm. sure you go follow them on Instagram. Their shop is one of those ones that like opens and closes quite often, just because they get such like a influx of orders um so make sure that you follow their instagram so that you know when things are going to be opening right now there's i don't know if you guys know this but like the pin community in potter is like on Mm -hmm. this spree of like designing birdie bots beans and they are so Mm -hmm. cute it's like they're just designing all these different um different beans and they're really cute like different beans (laughs) Like, honestly, there's probably like 50 plus designs across all of the different like pin companies that are designing. So next up is Expedition Roasters. You guys already know how much we love them. We love their coffee. Um, They have house roasts and a ton of like Disney themed roasts, which honestly, all of them are really good. I've never had a coffee Um, and I'm not a flavored coffee person. I've not had a coffee from them. I didn't like. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Even like the blueberry one, like the Harry Potter, well, Mm. Potter inspired one. Mm hmm. I thought I would not like it. I'm like, yeah. oh, you're much better than I thought. Yeah, I feel the same way about them. <clears throat> They're dark side roast. Though. This makes me really it. want to have a cup of coffee. Four days, I'm strong. I think, I think. Marty I'm made sorry. the um, holiday blend of Starbucks upstairs. Mm-hmm. Cool. I have water. Um, That's great. <laughs> so next up is Cupboard Under the Stairs, which is our friend Jess. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure that you go give her a follow on Facebook and on Etsy. It's spelled C-P-B-R-D under the stairs, just so that you guys know whenever you're searching. Um, Really cool personalized things, Mm -hmm. though. Very talented. Next up is Fairy Nerdy, who's also a listener of the podcast. Um, She had sent us a little package of, like, a ton of really cute um, LGBT, like, ally acceptance type Potter themed merch. Love her stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, pins, stickers, all kinds of stuff in her shop. Mm -hmm. Um, love it. Next up is William and Kristen, who again are listeners of the pod. Um, we met William at Ironton 
whenever we went oh, down yeah. to that little like festival and he makes laser engraved wood items. I actually have. Well, I bought an ornament from them. Some ornaments. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, have, stuff. I have ornaments mm-hmm. and pins. I think I got a slug club pin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, next up is counter shading who again is a listener. I love that. I was able to find so many shops yeah. that like are actually a part of the community. It made me really happy. And like, again, just like thank all, thank you guys so much for participating. So counter shading is our listener, Lexi. Um, she's the one who I've talked endlessly about who I commissioned to do <laughs> paintings of Iggy and Teddy mm-hmm. love her style so much. I have so much of her artwork, but she's also branched out into like felt ornaments and garlands and wreaths. And they are beautiful and they're Potter themed. I love them so much. What's, the, what's her um, shop name? Counter shading. Next up, she also is another one that does um, she her shop will like she'll do like shop openings her shop is always open, but she'll like do drops where she's mm-hmm. like adding new things and she'll tell you about it on her Instagram. So make sure you go follow her there. <gasps> Beautiful. Who are stuff. you looking at? <laughs> her newest stuff. Um, uh, let's yeah, see. Counter, counter shading art. Um, Holy mackerel. Next up is Seeker and Slade, who actually is a shop that a lot of our listeners suggested to me. I did not know about them until I asked for small shop. Um, examples from people in our group and i love their stuff they do a ton of really cool t-shirt designs they have this one of like the burrow it says like the burrow in like bed and breakfast they just (laughs) really cute designs um next up is orchard works who are the wand shop that tiffany got her wand from Mm -hmm. at leaky con um very nice people they like personalized her wand so that it was the right length for her um and they just got a brick and mortar shop and um they sell all really beautiful designs of wands on their website. So check them out. Next up is another listener, uh, Penny Pup Co. So these are like bandanas for pets. And they have Potter themed bandanas that are super cute. Like I think they have the houses. They have just general. They have marauders. Really adorable. That's cats or dogs. Yeah. And they're like, they're nice because they're bandanas that are like snap. So they're not... Um, like you don't have to tie them it's just like a snap and then there's all different sizes because they like put multiple snaps so that you know it's the right fit for your pet um next up is our forever loving book and reverie candle company we love their candles so much um she just dropped her harry potter line and um all the scents are so good um, next up is Bella Note, which if you guys follow me on social media, you'll have seen me wearing her headbands before. Um, they're the little headband. They're the headbands that have like a little bow um, or a knot on them. And she has Disney Potter and then just like general themed like she does just like a buffalo plaid. She has one that is themed after it's supposed to be Merida, but it's just like this really beautiful plaid, like green, um, blue pattern but like all kinds like just regular colors harry potter themed disney themed all kinds of really cool bows um next is sid sketch which she's an illustrator that actually we met at leaky con but i had seen her stuff a lot before that she does awesome illustrations of the marauders or like my favorite illustrations of hers she has these really beautiful um like polaroid picture designs that she made where it's supposed to be polaroids of like the marauders time at hogwarts i have like the whole collection i love them so much but she just does really beautiful like witchy things she does other fandoms besides potter as well 
She's um, also my favorite representation of the trio. Right. Yes. Yes. Um, because she has them. Uh, it's just she's very inclusive mm-hmm. with her illustrations. I love it. Like after JK, the author, came out with all of her, you know, hateful comments about the community, she pledged to only draw characters in an LGBT in the LGBTQ plus community. Um, so she did this beautiful illustration of Tonks. She's done Luna. She did Scorpio and Albus together. Like, I just, I love them so much. Um, So she's participating as well. And then next is Magically Styled, who she has really cute t-shirt designs and stickers, ornaments, keychains, pins that are all, again, Potter, um, Disney. She even has some... She has some other fandoms. I don't want to name other ones because I'm not 100% sure which ones are there. But she does have others as well. Um, so you can check her out on Instagram. She does like feed drops on her Instagram as well as her website. So you can check them out in both places. And then lastly, Swish is going to be doing a day of giveaways. And then also Akio Designs is going to do a day of giveaways for you guys as well. Um So I'm super excited. Again, like when this episode is dropping, we're like in the middle of this giveaway. So thank you to everybody who's participated already. Those codes, a lot of the a lot of the shops are dropping codes for you guys to use. um, And they're going to be good for longer than just like the day that is their day on this giveaway. So make sure that you support them if you can. Um, They could really use the support for the holiday season. So, yeah. I'm so excited. I'm just so excited. I know me too. So freaking excited. <sighs> so I just love the holidays. It just makes me happy. Yeah. I know. Like, I just get the feels, man. <laughs> and I'm just so glad that, like, this was an idea that I came up with <laughs> really last minute. Yeah. <laughs> and Sarah, Sarah was like, um, usually people take a lot longer to put something like this together. And I was like, well, yeah. I'm just going to, like, see what happens, though. Like, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And, like, literally everybody I reached out to Mm -hmm. was on board. And it was, like, so much easier than I thought that it was going to be. Everybody was so excited. I'm just happy that we have this platform that we can help out small shops and boost them Mm -hmm. and um, give you guys some places to shop that maybe you wouldn't have known about otherwise. So, Ooh, I just had an idea. We should. It doesn't have to be 15 days, but do... On Swish's next birthday, do like a massive small shop giveaway again. I think that would be cool. Like yeah, it. that would be fun. Yeah. Maybe I'll we'll get some take stuff. longer to plan it this time. <laughs> but it's it's working. <laughs> this is good. This is good. I know. Yeah. Thank you for doing that. I'm grateful that people were so on board. I was surprised at how on board every single person that I reached out to was. Because yeah. small shops rock. They do. They really do. I love shopping small shops. Yeah. You really find out everything how is personalized. Like this. Yeah. Yeah. And when you get a package from a small shop, like you can tell mm-hmm. it's like packed with love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can. It always looks pretty. Yeah. There's confetti sometimes. Sometimes there's candy. You never know what you're going to get. It's the best. Yeah. Well, thanks for reaching out. To me. I think the last package Anytime. I opened, I had this, the things that I wasn't expecting. I got straw toppers. They gave me an extra straw topper for free. And then the one before that, I got like a little sticker that you could color. So I gave that to Lady Supreme and a scrunchie and confetti. Yeah. And it's just like, 
I don't know. Pe- so people fun. are just so sweet. Like we always see the negative out there in the news, but I think generally people people have some good. So yeah, that's, that's good. It's good to know. And Etsy has been killing it with these commercials for all of their. I've yet to see um, one. Of course, I don't always watch oh, cable TV. So I feel good. like I've watched them and I, I like know like I've seen the shop. I'm like, oh, I've shopped there. Yeah, or, like have browsed that mm-hmm. shop. Yeah, I don't know. I just love Etsy in general. Like, mm-hmm. I'm really glad that it's blowing up because, you know, if you don't have the money to have like a shop, a physical brick and mortar shop, like it's so awesome that, you know, you can run these things out of your house. Mm-hmm. The Internet does do some good, my friends. The- <laughs> it, does. it does. All right. It does. What date is this releasing? The 6th of December. It's I believe. like the 6th. How can yeah. we make this recap Christmassy? Give me a tune, a holiday tune. Jingle bells. Have I done that though? Yes. Yeah. Santa Claus is coming to Last town. Christmas. Last recap. Last. I gave you the gist. <laughs> and the very <laughs> next day, you forgot it all. No, I don't know. <laughs> I'll I'm not a that. fan of that song. I don't know. You should have sang that. Go give me give me the recap for the last Christmas. I would just sing last Christmas. You gave me your heart. Last, last episode. episode. <laughs> In the very next day, I had nothing to listen to. Nothing to say. Nothing to say. Oh yeah, nothing to mm. say. Why don't we just start writing these down? Song stresses. <laughs> Katie, you can start. <laughs> Thanks. This will be a new playlist on Spotify. <laughs> just us rambling. Oh gosh. Um, Nonsense. All right. So last half of this chapter, Umbridge's first day as headmistress did not go as planned. Sucks to suck. What? Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> Uh, Fred and George created plenty of mayhem and pandemonium with their Weasley's wildfire whiz bangs. And even the teachers were enjoying it and making Umbridge run all over the place and totally encouraging their behavior. Um, oh, and also Umbridge totally tries to trick slash drug Harry into telling her where Dumbledore mm. and Sirius are. Could she be any worse? Oh, nay, nay. Oh, she could be worse. Uh, she yeah, will be worse. God, you sound she like Ron, worse. and then he, and then she gets worse. Don't jinx it. I know. <laughs> All right, spoilers, guys. I'm gonna spoilers. give you the summary. <laughs> I appreciated it. <laughs> Harry has decided to to deep dive into Snape's memories. Wrong move, buddy. Um, and it turns <laughs> out that Harry gets to see his parents. But it turns out that his dad and friends are super not kind to mm-hmm. Snape. Mm-hmm. And then Snape wasn't too kind to his mom. Slash, yeah, it's not great. Anyways, Snape catches him, and nobody in that room is happy. And the mind trick lessons are now canceled. Um, and Harry leaves feeling <laughs> horribly and unhappy. There was such a delay in me understanding your mind trick thing. <laughs> it's an old joke. I say like every episode is my Jedi mind trick lessons. I just didn't say Jedi. Oh, goodness. What's that? All right. So if you don't remember where we left off last time, Snape has left the building. No, he left the room. (laughs) And Harry is debating on whether or not he wants to adventure into the mind of Severus Snape. Get your bell ready, Catherine. 
ready. Okay. It's always ready. Right. Ready at the bell. The silvery stuff <laughs> began to swirl very fast. <laughs> Harry leaned over and he looked into it and it had become transparent. So once again, he was looking down as if he was looking into a circular window into a room from the ceiling. And so as he was looking, he recognized the room as the Great Hall. He was so close to the surface that his breath was fogging the top of Snape's thoughts. And he was at a point of limbo in his brain. And I feel like I would do this and do exactly what he did. (laughs) So it would be a really, really bad idea. And I think we all agree on this for him to actually, you know, go into this pensieve and look. Right. I think we can all agree. This is not a good idea. Correct. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I will say no, this. It's an incredible yeah. it's invasion of privacy. Uh, but yeah. at the same time, would I have done it? Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, we all said this last time. Like, I think <laughs> Katie's the only one that would have been like, no. But again, he's 15 years old, right? Yes. I a thousand percent at 15 would have done this. Yes, I would have. And to think about like all the things he thinks too he's like well he's got to go all the way here to take care of this mm-hmm. is he really gonna not take montague to the hospital he like wing? judged sure the he is. he's the things. captain of the quidditch team <laughs> and, and he, so in my mind i would have been like i got plenty of time let's just do this <laughs> so then he also tries to make up an extra excuse like well what if there's information about the department mm-hmm. of mysteries i don't know his business Harry. you know what i'm saying so it's a bad idea, right? He wants to do it. He's looking. He knows looking into Snape's thoughts. Oof. But he's tempted. And he's actually trembling because of how big of a deal this like, is. He also isn't the type of like, I think if in any other situation, I actually don't think Harry would have done it. You know what I mean? Like if it, if, yes. if he didn't think. If there wasn't the whole Voldemort thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it'd be different. Like, I don't know. He seems like a better person than me. Like, so, I I would totally go. I Because I know myself. I think inherently Harry's not a troublemaker. Correct. If you think about the things that he does to get in trouble, it's all, dare I say, for the greater good. <laughs> but honestly, like, he doesn't go out and make mischief like, yeah. say, his dad and, yeah. you know, Sirius and, and Wormtail and... Sometimes Lupin, sorry, did. You know what I mean? I have feelings about Lupin in this chapter. I think. I think we all do. But mistakes have been made. What did you say, Megan? I think Harry Harry is honestly very much like his mother. It's just in terms of personality. It's just um, because I mean, we'll talk about this later. But but he's even kind of. Uh, not kind of he's even disappointed in his yeah. dad like at the this, end of this, you know so like yeah this half this part of this chapter is mm-hmm. truly life-changing for harry because mm-hmm. he's never seen his parents really he doesn't remember well i and hope so, you're ready to cry yeah. everyone so <laughs> seeing this he's excited because he gets to see his his um parents really for the first time and he gets to see Sirius, and he gets to see lupin like all of them together and then he sees what his dad does and then he's like he, almost like my my dad's the bad guy like yeah. it's almost like when you meet your right. hero it's he don't meet your heroes right just, yeah because he's like thinking snape is making all this up mm-hmm. snape is such a horrible person yeah. when it's like uh wait look at what my dad and sirius did to him i just saw this firsthand yeah. well let's like, literally let's talk about it because we're not even there yet <laughs> I know, I know. All right, so he's he's trembling, right? He's debating with himself. Snape could be back literally any second. He could get caught, but the thought 
of, you know, Cho's anger, if you forgot, they had a little bit of a row. Malfoy's jeering face. And, you know, he was feeling a little reckless. So (laughs) he plunged, right? He took a deep breath, plunged his face into the surface of Snape's thoughts. And all at once, the floor of the office lurched and tipped Harry into the pungsieve. Megan. I really liked in the book how she, didn't she actually say something about him having daring or something like this at this moment and I was like ooh it's very nerve she's like clearly you know plugging into his Gryffindor here like he's just feeling daring specifically so he's gonna do it I think she said whole series I think she said reckless for sure the whole series is Harry don't do that Harry Harry does that (laughs) Harry don't do that yeah but he said said reckless daring sees reckless daring very good um just to refresh memories, a pensive. <laughs> Literally? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a dumbly quote on what a pensive is. I use the pensive. One simply siphons the excess thoughts from one's mind, pours them into the basin, and examines them at one's leisure. It becomes easier to spot patterns and links, you understand, when they are in this form. And it truly is. It's looking at something from a different perspective. That's what it is. Am I wrong? No, I'm not. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it just throws, so it throws me off when it's like someone's thoughts. And then you, in my head, like I feel like you would see it from my point of view, but you see it no, you like see you're it from a, yours. a fly on the wall. Yeah. Don't you wish that you could be a fly on the wall? <laughs> a creepy little sneaky little fly on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> We're fine. This is what you get in the morning. I can't you get believe fresh that that's the swish. same person. <laughs> I can't believe that's the same person that wrote like Wrecking Ball. <laughs> she might Scary. not have wrote both of them. Well, she didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Performed. My friend has a Miley Christmas Cyrus. tree ornament that she made, and it's Miley Cyrus on an ornament but like she put she like made the ball an oh, ornament my God. <laughs> um, miley cyrus rode space mountain when i worked in tomorrowland but i was stationed somewhere else oh so I didn't get to see man i know <laughs> all right is this a miley cyrus podcast yes it could yes be. it could be um really quickly climb, tiffany kara Kara in Discord said, since the Pensieve has Snape's memories in it, does Harry experience the memory as Snape did and Snape could have a biased view or is it what really happened? So I I just want to speak to that and say, in my opinion, when you're looking at a memory, it is truly just how that memory is captured. Mm -hmm. There's no bias in it. Mm -hmm. It is just because it's not like Harry's watching it from like Snape's perspective, like Sarah just said like he's literally watching it as an outsider just in the memory so I don't think that there's bias I think and honestly with some with what happens how much bias can you really have like it's Mm -hmm. a crappy thing that happened (laughs) like regardless of where you're watching it it is what it is Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. yeah that is just what happened it's not like you're in someone's head so you're like thinking thoughts it's not like POV right you're literally just watching it right well, and Katie says in the chat, like thinking about the fact that this is his worst memory. I think she points out that the part of the memory that's worse for Snape is calling Lily a mudblood. Mm-hmm. So I think for him, yeah, he, I agree. He, it's um, the point of loss. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So I think that yeah. 
for the biasness. Like he, not that he even focuses on them anymore, but he's focused so much on the fact that like he called the woman he quote loves, um, a mud blood. <laughs> Sorry. I can't say that with a straight face. So I apologize. <laughs> he's obsessed with her. Why are you Why so, you obsessed, so obsessed, with obsessed with me? With me? Everybody <gasps> knows. Cheers. Cheers. Um, <laughs> That's a conversation for a different day. <laughs> and one that we've actually already had. Well, so go they, check out our Felix files. <laughs> out too that like when Slughorn changes his memory, it's obviously tampered with. You could totally tell that like there's something mm-hmm, off with mm-hmm. that yeah. memory. This is a fresh one. Yeah. Marcus said that too. Mm-hmm. I think um, when Slughorn tried, Marcus said when Slughorn tried to modify his memory, it was very badly done. Mm-hmm. So I get the impression modifying memories isn't easy because he's a skilled wizard. So like... Well, not that Snape's not skilled. I have something but, to say about know. that too that I just thought of. So, as far as we know, that Slughorn's a skilled wizard, right? You just said that. Um, I think he did it in haste because he was worried about Dumbledore. Yeah. Because otherwise, I think he might have yeah. done a, a much better job. But I think he tried to get it done quickly. Mm. You know, and he wasn't wasn't get her best. done. Get her done. All right, let's go back to this. <laughs> so, <laughs> Harry fell through the cold bl- blackness, spinning furiously. I would barf. And then suddenly he was standing (laughs) on the floor in the middle of the great hall. It looked different than it does now. So the four house tables were removed and they were replaced with about a hundred smaller tables. And all of the students at the tables were facing the same direction. And the only sound that could be heard was the scratching of quills and the occasional rustle of parchment. It's exams. They're not canceled because Voldemort's not right here right now. (laughs) (laughs) There was sunshine streaming through the high windows onto the bent heads of the students who were taking their exams, and Harry looked around carefully. He was thinking to find Snape somewhere in here, because obviously this is his memory. And right behind Harry at a table, there was the teenage Snape, a teenage mutant ninja Snape, if you will. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) Quote, quote. Snape the teenager had stringy had a stringy pallid look about him like a plant kept in the dark. That is sad mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. explains a lot. His hair was lank and greasy <laughs> and was flopping on. I don't know. I know. What? You were just like, and that explains a lot. It, but it does. I mean, he he was someone that was. I don't know. I feel like. I just feel really bad for him. His home life, you know, he's got all these really bad influences around him. It's just, it's not good. It kind of yeah. makes me think of Harry mm-hmm. and how he kind of had that cramped look about him like he grew up in a cupboard, <laughs> which he did. Yeah. It's not funny, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's not. But you laugh at the most horrible of times. Oh. That is the nature of Sasa. Yeah. So if I you think she like laughs that. and it's really inappropriate, yeah, it is. But that's her defense mechanism. Facts. That's true. <laughs> She's not wrong. Yeah, I am not is. wrong. I know my Sasa. <laughs> um, so his hair was lank and greasy and was flopping onto the table. His hook nose barely ha- half an inch from the surface of the parchment as he scribbled. As Harry moved around him, he looked at what the examination paper said, and they were taking their Defense Against the Dark Arts OWL, which meant that Snape must have been about 15 or 16, which was around Harry's age. And Snape's hand is flying at this point in time across the parchment. Uh, Harry, is that your Snape. Oh. 
Um, so Snape's writing super fast. Harry notices that he's written at least a foot more. His birthday is January 9th, 1960. Thank you. <laughs> then the students around him and his writing was super small and cramped. So he's, he is so knowledgeable in this subject. <laughs> Are you okay? He's so knowledgeable because he's writing small. No, he's he's writing more. He has more to say and more emphasis to put probably on his answers. It's not necessarily that you know more. You just might be filling in. No, I think he knows I more. I mean, for him, yeah. But for <laughs> other people, I'm just saying just because you write more doesn't mean you know more. Are you the person that would make your spaces not double space, but double like point two when you're writing your papers in college so you fill no. up more <laughs> i try to take classes where i don't have to write papers <laughs> <Good girl. laughs> but as far as the handwriting goes i think this is a little nod i said i wish harry would have connected this with the half-blood prince's potion book coming up mm. next ah, right. yeah. so sometimes think- harry's clever and sometimes he's not well it's it's very it's a very minute detail but the author puts it in there so i think it's kind of like a little bit of a Hello. Yeah. Remember this. Yeah. And a voice yells out five more minutes and it made Harry jump and he turned and he saw that Professor Flitwick was moving between the desks and he just so happened to walk by a boy with untidy black hair. And I'm going to cry. Oh. Why are you Uh, crying about him seeing this jerk of a person? so he has very untidy black hair very familiar to him and he moved so quickly that if he would have been in solid form he would have knocked the desks over i'm sorry Can you, you see harry just tiffany's literally <laughs> sobbing it's just and i'm the crier of the group maybe this hits me harder because i am a parent now but it's like your parents are so important and i yeah. feel so he wants this so bad that's why, like i think for this part of this chapter it's so bittersweet because like really this is the first time and he, he gets, gets so crushed that. and and then all of this stuff happens um but like harry doesn't ever get to see is truly like this is the first time yeah he gets it's like to not see a picture them. it's not a mirror yeah he gets to hear them he gets to see how he walks how he talks like his mannerisms, right, mannerisms and yeah and that with his mom Jinx too you know it's just it breaks my heart so he kind of slid dreamlike across the two aisles and up a third and you know as i'm rereading this i'm overcome with the immense sadness like this is a sad scene yeah. So the back of the black haired boy grew nearer and nearer as he was straightening up and putting his quill down and he began to reread what he wrote on his parchment and Harry stopped and gazed down at his 15 year old father. Quote, excitement exploded in the pit of his stomach. It was as though he was looking at himself, but with deliberate mistakes. James's eyes were hazel. His nose was slightly longer than Harry's and there was no scar on his forehead, but they had the same thin face, same mouth, same eyebrows. James's hair stuck up at the back exactly like Harry's did, and his hands could have been Harry's. He's 16, and not to be annoying, but... Who? James. (laughs) His birthday's in March. It's a quote. I think he's an Aries. That's a quote from the book, that he's 15. I know. It's interesting, because unless they're taking it before March... Harry's probably just assuming he's 15. I don't know. Because Harry really doesn't know. His birthday's March 27th. He's an Aries. Fun fact of the day. Snape's a Capricorn. Anyways, 
Um, what do you mean that he's a hundred percent an Aries? Does that mean we're not nice either? <laughs> Anyways, um, where am I? And Harry could tell that when James stood up, they would be within an inch of each other's heights. James rumpled James rumpled his hair, making it even messier than before. And then he turned around and he grinned at a boy sitting four seats behind him. And I said I wanted to read this entirely because it's a wonderful representation of the personalities of the Marauders. It's a long quote. Buckle in. With another shock of excitement, Harry saw Sirius give James the thumbs up. Sirius was lounging in his chair with ease, tilting it back on two legs. He was very good looking. His hair, his dark hair fell into his eyes with a sort of casual elegance neither James nor Harry's could ever have achieved. And a girl sitting behind him was eyeing him hopefully, though he didn't seem to have noticed. And two seats along from this girl, Harry's stomach gave another pleasurable squirm. It was Remus Lupin. He looked rather pale and peaky, was the full moon approaching, and was absorbed sexy. in the ed- exam. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> that was not me this time, and I'm disappointed in myself. <laughs> As he reread his answers, he scratched his chin with the end of his quill, frowning slightly. So that meant that Wormtail had to be around here somewhere, too. And sure enough, Harry spotted him within seconds, a small, mousy-haired boy with a pointed nose. Wormtail looked anxious. He was chewing his fingernails, staring down at the paper, scuffing the ground with his toes. Every now and then, he glanced hopefully at his neighbor's paper. Harry stared at Wormtail for a moment and then back at James, who was now doodling on a bit of scrap parchment. He had drawn a snitch and was now tracing the letters L-E. What did they stand for? Your mom. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I think that's so cute, though. But if we look at just that paragraph that I read, think about how their personalities are, like, Mm -hmm. weaved in there. So, like, Sirius is, Mm -hmm. like, casually tipping back in his chair. He's got a girl looking at him, but, you know, he doesn't care. Because Wolfstar. And, um... (laughs) Oh, God, I drank coffee. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, Lupin is... He's absorbed in his exam. He's rereading it. You know, he's, like, thinking about his answers. And that is so Lupin. And then Wormtails, he's chewing his fingernails, scuffing the floor, trying to cheat. Like, I'm so over them. And then James is obviously very bright. I think and serious too because they're they're done and they feel confident in what they've done I think you know what I mean mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then you know yeah James mm-hmm. is like your mom <laughs> <laughs> but I really I really appreciated that paragraph yeah. I liked it too yeah. I like this whole scene up to the point of like the bullying I yep. love watching the marauders just be the marauders yeah. and I want more of it so yeah. Yeah. anyway, Agreed. sell that franchise. Let somebody else do it. Huh? I said, sell that franchise and let somebody else do it. I don't think. Yeah, I don't ever understand do what the big deal is with not doing it. Like people have asked for it for forever. Just do it. Yeah. If you don't want to do it, let somebody do else it. do it. Anyway, uh, Flitwick at this point then squeaks <laughs> quills down, please. And collects the exams with Akio. And hundreds <laughs> of rolls of parchment <laughs> come flying at him and knock him back off his feet. <laughs> and then students come and help him, like, help, like, write him again, which I just think is funny. It's me. <laughs> um, so he then lets... That what? would happen to me. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah. send me your stuff. 
<laughs> um, it's just, yeah, Kara said in the chat, like, it's just a cute moment mm-hmm. um, in this, like, we don't know what's coming, but it's, you know, you're like watching this and it's like pretty lighthearted and whatever. Mm-hmm. It's the details that make like stories like this so great. Like, did you have to put that in there? Is it anything to the story? Right. No, but it makes no. it so real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it, it takes you back and makes you get absorbed. Yes, exactly. Um, so they... Flitwick lets them all go and James hastily crosses out the L.E. and jumps to his feet to wait for Sirius to join him. And then this is definitely one of Katie's favorite lines and one of mine, too. Um, So I'm just going to read it straight. Uh, Did you like question 10, Mooney? Asked Sirius as they emerged into the entrance hall. Loved it, said Lupin briskly. Give five signs that identify the (laughs) werewolf. Excellent question. (laughs) Do you think you managed to get all the signs, said James in tones of mock concern. Think I did, said Lupin seriously as they joined the crowd thronging around the front doors eager to get out into the sunlit grounds. One, he's sitting on my chair. Two, he's wearing my clothes. Three, his name's Remus Lupin. (laughs) Um, I love it. It's just like. Can we talk about that for a second? What a sassy yeah. pants. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that's something that we don't always get with him because he's had such a difficult because he's very serious. adult life. <laughs> yeah. I do love in this moment though how like Sirius is just joking around, James is mocking concern, and like even though Lupin is about to say a joke, he still sounds really serious about it. He's like I, I think, think I did. And then he like goes and do his little joke. Yeah. And like, that's the type of like jokester that I kind of envision him. Mm-hmm. He's very quiet, but then he just like puts him in there. You know, I think yeah. that if he wasn't I friends wonder... with James and Sirius, he wouldn't just go say Yeah, that. he wouldn't say it again. Like I'm sorry. I think that if he wasn't friends with James and Sirius, like, I think they bring out the jokester in him. Oh, yeah. So, like, even mm-hmm. this joke that's like kind of like serious in a way. <laughs> We can't yeah. say um, that without laughing. <laughs> but like, I think that I like, if it wasn't for them, like he wouldn't have made the joke or like, you know what I mean? Like he wouldn't be joking. Mm-hmm. He'd be like, yeah, I got him. Well, you I wonder mean? if he even had them as his friend group, if he could even have had that brought out in him, because it is, I mean, being a werewolf, that's <laughs> serious. <laughs> um, I say a werewolf. 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 Bark. <laughs> Who bark? We bark. Uh, <laughs> We all bark. Hey, no, but you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that they bring out this in him. Yeah. You know, they all bring out mm-hmm. a little bit of like, he also grounds them. where like serious and, mm-hmm. and James, especially James, you know, he's an only child. He comes for money. Like then there's serious who, you know, he's pure blood he's got the looks or whatever. So I think that they mm-hmm. like to joke around a lot. And then Remus is like, you know, we do have to get an education. Yeah. And other things, you know, you think he, yeah. he helps ground them. And it just, it makes me sad though, because he is in school and he is protected. Right. So when he's at Hogwarts, mm-hmm. he's like, not the most sh- himself he can ever be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's almost like he's sheltered in a way. You know what I just thought of? Cause they were mm-hmm. talking about what? how really like they help him 
kind of like be more at self, like at, more with themselves with the whole werewolf problem. Mm-hmm. It's like in the very beginning of Nemo when they're he's like I have a lucky oh, pin, and they're yeah. all like one tentacle's longer than the other. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm obnoxious, yeah, which is my favorite scene. <laughs> I'm H2O in <laughs> I love that scene because like immediately they're like cool you got like a fin that's smaller than the other ones but like we all have stuff too yeah, like, it's like to be it's friends like, yeah. and that's how yeah yeah <laughs> that's how the marauders are i'm laughing because i sound ridiculous but that's totally like no, how they totally are I get it. yeah i get it and i think that i think i would like to think that the friendship like there are definitely moments where like Remus should speak up when he doesn't mm-hmm. such as this scene mm-hmm. he just kind of sits back mm-hmm. but like i do think in the end, their friendship with Remus matured them yeah. more oh, than I think gosh. that they would have otherwise. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think, and and I really like what Vinny says. He said, Peter only takes away from mm-hmm. them. He doesn't add anything to the group. Yeah. Like genuinely, no, he, he, he really doesn't. He's just there. Yeah, I like that he said And I think well. that, yeah. And I, I, um, I would like to think that, I know I'm not a huge fan of James, but if we were ever to see his growth, I probably would attribute a lot of it to being friends with Remus. Because mm-hmm. I don't think Sirius would add to his maturity in any way, shape, or form. I honestly and think vice a lot versa. of it is also with- Lily. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, because he, I mean, if you see, we'll talk about it again, but like Lily makes it pretty clear why she doesn't like him. Mm-hmm. So oh, she spells it he out is <laughs> obsessed with see, her. And he's like, if I want any chance, I need to change. Rereading this, this reminds mm-hmm. me of all of those stories that are very much like they start off hating each other, like they're enemies to like lovers kind of thing. That's exactly, I read that I was like, that's exactly what's going on here. Yeah. I'm like, because clearly the way that you, the way, what she says, I'm like, you clearly are watching him more than you want to give like let anybody know Mm -hmm. but anyways we'll get to that (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. well obviously something changed and i can appreciate um the growth yeah again you know we always talk about (sighs) i think we don't get to see with obviously like james and lily Lily doesn't really seem to have that many issues like they all do because she obviously is trying to stop this. And the only her time sister is her main issue. <laughs> Let's well, yes. be real. But even then, we <laughs> like from what we've heard, she kept trying to reach out to her sister. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, but like with James, like we don't get to see his all of his growth. We just get to hear him till he's what twenty one ish. But like with James or with Sirius and with Snape and with Lupin, we get to see them in their thirties. So like. If you're acting the same way you are in your 30s than you were when you're 15, like oh, buddy. you need to take a step back and realize that like well, you're not dealing with things correctly. And we see that with correct. Sirius and with Snape. Correct. Yeah. The um, growth just wasn't there. Correct. So like when people talk about it just it bothers me. They're like, well, when they they were horrible, I'm like, yeah, but they were also 15 years old. So like when people say that yeah. about Draco, mm-hmm. we, we don't really know a crazy Think amount about of like you how he grows up to be. Did you make but, like when nice decisions? Yeah, he was like a terrible <laughs> kid when he was. But like, mm-hmm. there's all that room to grow. You don't necessarily see that yeah. other adults in this series. Yeah, but. and just because we don't see it doesn't mean that it it wasn't there. And we think about how good of a person Lily was, and honestly, like she gave snape so many chances and then she had to you know she had to stop eventually because she could see that things things weren't changing i mean like if you there's a lot to be said about what he called her you know what i mean like there's a whole god yeah 
Yeah. I mean, we'll get to that, obviously. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Back to what we were talking about. I think we like <laughs> the, the positive traits that were pulled out, you know, just <laughs> from having these friends. Like, if you think about us as a friend group, like, I've had positive traits, like, pulled out of me because, you know, I have this group of friends that pushes me to... um to think outside my comfort zone, to recognize things that are happening in the world, to see how other people live their lives and the things that they go through. So like just from being friends with all of you, I feel like I've had really nice traits pulled out. I've even had it where I, I had to stop being friends with someone because I'm like, they were so negative and like mean that Mm -hmm. it was making me worse. Mm -hmm. Um, Yep. Same. And I literally straight told them to their face. I was like, you're a bee and I don't want to be friends with you because I'm like, it's making me worse. Mm. And I have not really talked to her since that's in high school. <laughs> Negativity is super toxic mm-hmm. and it can really mess with you. And I think that the hardest part is recognizing the source sometimes and removing mm-hmm. it. It takes a lot of strength to, cause like you can tell someone like, Hey, just think positive. Sometimes it's really hard. Yeah. Like a lot of it is your mindset. Like if you're having a bad day, try and reverse it around in your brain that's that's really hard yeah you know it's a mean? lot easier said it's, than done it's a lot yeah. of strength to do that so it's it's a lot of strength to be like you know what this person is toxic for me mm-hmm. i gotta cut ties yeah. which is another hard thing to do i know this yeah. is really what we're talking about but i really really like this so i want to say it before i forget sure. because they were talking about like with the trio like who would be who for like with the marauders or whatever and they said um Vinny said that Peter is more like Draco and the more i think about it he's so right because like he's yeah. a traitor but like he it's like an opposite you know it's like reverse where like he's coming back towards the good side yeah i like that comparison a lot mm-hmm. yeah okay um, you finish your back section. to okay, me so <laughs> back to the i told memory. you we were going to have a lot to say that's why our parts are i know <laughs> um so they wandered out towards the lake and Harry was thankful that Snape followed because he figured if Snape didn't follow where the Marauders were going, he couldn't stay with the Marauders. And Harry really didn't care about Snape right. in this memory. He just cared about following his dad, really. Um, so Sirius called the exam a piece of cake and said he wouldn't be surprised to get an outstanding at least. Ooh. Isn't there like not even anything better that you can get? he would be like i got three Um, outstandings on that one test yeah (laughs) really it's so good i did the best ever bonus outstandings (laughs) (laughs) um and then james agrees with him and takes out a golden snitch that he nicked and then james it mentions that james's reflexes were excellent because he would let it fly about a foot away and then grab it back um, and I think that that brought Harry some happiness to mm-hmm. see that they have that in common together. Is yes. this the confusion as to why James is a seeker or a chaser? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he's because apparently James is a chaser. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think it just. It's, it's weird. I think. Okay. I think this moment is to like show him being like a little bit of a show off, which is whatever. Who cares? For sure. For sure. But also because the author wanted to make that connection, that father son connection and show that like, yeah, your dad was really talented. And that's why everybody thinks that like, you know, they say that you're a good flyer like your dad is. Right. Yeah. Um, so then they stopped and Harry makes this, um, connection. They stopped in the shade of 
the very same beech tree that Ron, Harry, and Hermione had spent time mm-hmm. doing the same thing. So he was happy to see that they do the same thing. Right? Same hangout spot. <laughs> we went to the yeah. same school and everything. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and Harry quickly looked for Snape and was again happy to see that he was nearby so he wouldn't lose sight of his dad. Um, and Lupin pulled out a book and was reading. Sirius stared at the students milling over the grass and he looked haughty and bored. And then James played with the snitch while Wormtail was watching him in awe. And Harry wondered why James didn't tell Wormtail to get a grip of himself. And I think that this is where Lily comes into his personality. Harry's, I mean, because... James was loving the attention Mm -hmm. from Peter and Harry was just watching on the outside was so annoyed by it. And I wonder if this has anything to do with Harry having attention burnout. Mm -hmm. So when I I wonder, because you know, the the experiences that we go through shape who we are in our personalities. Do they? And so Harry has had that um, childhood, that early childhood, getting no attention at all and would really probably love some to getting almost all the attention all the time. And I think that it was like, there was no balance there. So I wonder if he would have had a, um, Voldemort less childhood slash grew up with his parents. If he would, (laughs) if he would be more like James, I think he would have been, you know what I mean? Yeah. I just wonder. I but it, it, this well, could be him, too. You think so, so? With, like, Lily as his mom, yeah. you think he really would still be more like because James? Because if they were all still the alive, one. I think with James and Sirius, like, egging him on, like, mm. I don't know. They point out that this that is, like, make... only child, like, that's what, like, an only child kind of would do. Yeah. But, like, I don't think he would have been an only child. I agree with yeah. that. But I, I do that think that he would be more, more like his dad. Well, I think dad. they're saying James is exhibiting. Yeah, and I'm... James is exhibiting but, classic only child. But yeah, which... but let's... Okay, so Sam put in the chat, but I am the chosen one. So he does enjoy that attention a smidge. I mean, but that's also with girls. So he's also maybe trying to get girls then, well, too. Well, yeah. So... But that's kind of what... Let's just have a snog sesh. So it's I fine. do think he would be like his <laughs> My God. father a little bit. More like... If, if he grew up with his parents, I think he'd be more like his dad. Is that just I a also, movieism? The whole it is the whole Solely? I am the chosen one thing's movieism. I think. I don't remember. But I also do want to say about the whole like only child syndrome thing, and I know oh that I'm an only child, <laughs> so I have bias towards it. But I don't. I think that a lot of times people just blame people's personality on them being an only child when really it's just they're arrogant and it wouldn't even matter if they had a sibling or not. They're just arrogant. And I don't think it's fair to always just I th- tell them, I think oh, it's only child syndrome. Part, I hate only child syndrome. What, <laughs> in my, what I would assume they meant is like saying when you're an only child, especially with James, he wasn't like they couldn't have kids. Not that they couldn't have kids, but they took him a while to have kids. And then they had James and I think that he's just used to having all of the attention on him kind of thing. So he relishes right, in that, but that fact. Yeah. Because but he's like, used Neville to it. Neville was an only child. Yeah, but he wasn't. Magical. Talented, it's also like it's only child, but you're also part of I your think, environment. So like with I Neville, think that, his grandmother didn't think he was magical at all. So like, whatever. 
I just think that it's just him being spoiled. It's not only child syndrome. It's how he was treated. Because think of how some younger siblings are. Yeah, the same thing. <laughs> I was not spoiled. Sorry, Stereotypical. Sarah. <laughs> hey, I will straight up say that my little sister will get away with so much more than I ever could have. <laughs> I just, I just think that I hate just saying it's only child syndrome because like as an only child, knowing other only children, it is not because you're an only child. It's because you're spoiled and it doesn't matter if you have siblings or not because you can have many siblings and all of them could be spoiled. and They can all act that way. That's fair. I but you. I just hate I the term you. only child syndrome. Sorry. <laughs> it just makes me I hear makes you. my skin crawl because you don't say we can't tell. <laughs> I don't. I understand. I just hate it. That's fine. I hate it. I get it. I have. I, get I it have an only child. <laughs> <laughs> because I've spent half my life yes. with you. Mia, his attitude reeks of entitlement from having money, there not being go. an only child. There you go. That is what James's attitude is like for me. Silence. Ooh, my shoulder's cracked. My ear hurts. No, I mean, having spent half my life with you, you don't act like a James Potter. Do you know what I mean? Or the only child syndrome. You know what I mean? Like, it's. I I just think that people use that as a cop out. Yeah. Instead of getting to the bare bones of the issue, which isn't the fact that he's an only child, but how he's raised. Gets what he wants. And I think people just equate that to only children because they're the only kid. You know what I mean? Not all. Yeah, not all only yeah. children are. You heard the word no. <laughs> entitledly. Yeah. That's fair. Teddy, join me for my part. You ready, buddy? Start it up. Are you ready? This part's hard. I need my emotional support cat to get through this. Okay. <laughs> so, before I start my section, this chapter has always stuck out as my favorite chapter. And I'm glad to realize now that I can separate parts of it in my adult life and be like, I recognize where my favorite parts were Mm -hmm. and to know like the parts that I thought were funny are absolutely not funny. But there are still parts of this chapter that I can wholeheartedly love because it shows my favorite characters and a little bit of background that we don't get anywhere else. Mm -hmm. So I'm not as scared as I used to be to reread this (laughs) chapter. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So um, Sirius finally asked James, he's like, can you put that away before Wormtail wets himself from excitement? And James is like, all right, if it bothers you. And Harry gets this impression that Sirius is the only person that James would ever stop showing off for, which I kind of like that observation. Mm -hmm. Um, So Sirius is like, I'm bored. I wish it was full moon. And Remus is like, yeah, you might, but like not really that fun for me. Um, but James spots something and he's like, oh, here's something that'll liven you up, Padfoot. Um, and I, this quote just shows so much of who Sirius was then and how he hasn't changed still. Yeah. Yeah. So Sirius's head turned. He had become very still like a dog that had scented a rabbit. Excellent. He said softly, snivelous, which I used to think was funny. It's not funny at all. Um, so Harry turns to see it's Snape that they're talking about. So Snape's on his feet again. He's setting off across the grass, doing whatever he's doing. Who knows where he's going? Sirius and James stand up. Uh, Remus and Wormtail stay seated. 
And so Remus is staring at his book still, but his eyes aren't moving. And he has a little bit of a frown line between his eyebrows. Um, but Wormtail is looking from Sirius to James to Snape with a look of avid anticipation. Uh. So I think this shows... First of all, we'll talk about Wormtail real fast. This shows his character, I think. Like, James grew out of this. He has to have at least a little bit because Lily decided to go out with him, marry him, whatever. <laughs> Sirius never got Harry, to grow out whatever. of this. <laughs> whatever. Um, and here's Wormtail, like, just, like, reveling in this bullying to come. Yes, Tiffany. I think the thing the thing that's most disappointing about this scene is the fact that they go after him. Yes. I, I it is just yeah. seeking him out. It's one thing to be like I don't know, like back and forth bantering with someone, you know what I mean? But it's a whole nother thing to see someone just walking across the grass and just because you're bored, you're going to go over there and start some stuff. That's what I really, really mm-hmm. don't like. But once again, mm-hmm. we have to remember kids do some stupid stuff. Kids can be really mean, really mean. Yeah. Kids can be ruthless and mean. And sometimes kids can say the things that they know will hurt you the most. Mm-hmm. We'll also say that adults can be really mean. Yeah. But yeah. Well, the ones that don't be sure enough, be really adults mean. should be. Yeah. And they learn it from somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. You are not born with hate or prejudice or any of that. Mm-hmm. It is taught. Correct. Um, also, I need to bring up the struggles of Remus here, too. Like, I'm, we've talked about this to the ends of the earth, but mm-hmm. since we're here, um, he's a prefect. He yeah. should be keeping his friends in line, mm-hmm. but he won't mm-hmm. because to he him... He wants friends. Yeah, mm-hmm. to him, they mean the world They're to everything. Him because... Right, because they don't judge him for what he is or who he is. If he loses them, like pretty much he probably thinks his life is over, which is really sad that I just said that out loud because it happens. But, you know, whatever, let's move on before we all cry. Well, it's just it's so sad. And and it's like Dumbledore said, like standing up to your peers is one of the hardest things that you can do. Yeah. Mm hmm. May. I think, too, that like, you know, I think a lot of people in this moment in this scene really want to rag on Remus. Um, And like, I don't, I don't blame anybody for wanting to do that, but it's also just like Katie was saying, like, like his situation is so in his eyes is so hard because if he loses James and Sirius as friends, who else is he ever going to feel comfortable truly being himself in front of? Yeah. So to him, the idea of even potentially losing their respect maybe or their their friendship their friendship just any part of their friendship to him is worse than just letting them bully snape mm-hmm. well I th- you know i think part of it too is that even if he didn't have that whole situation cuz like i I I don't like that he doesn't do anything. I really don't. But at the same time, like, I don't know how I would react. Yeah. Because it's difficult. Like, Tiffany had brought yeah. up the Dumbler had said about Neville being like, it's hard to stand up to your enemies. It's even harder to stand up to your friends. Right. And maybe if, regardless of his whole background, is afraid that, like, they're going to turn on me. You know what I mean? Like, they're mm-hmm. going to do that to me. And I don't want that to happen to me. Um, 
It's a sticky situation yeah, it's to be really in. Hard. And you want to know what the saddest thing that I personally think about this whole thing is, is if Remus would have said something, they, they would have listened stopped. to him. Yeah, they would have stopped. They would have stopped. They would have listened to him. And it's so sad to think that he didn't think that he was worthy enough mm-hmm. to say something to truthful to his friends that's challenging to them and that they would remain his friends. So that's yeah. one of those self-loathing things that we talk about with Remus. Because I think that if, even if he had said something, they probably, in my I opinion, think I they think they would have stopped. Yeah. And I, I really don't think there's a lot that Remus would have done to make them turn their back on him. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, they would. I agree. They, they might, like, friends, I don't know if they ever, like, know? I'm sure they fought friends fight all the time. Right. But they probably got over it and then, you know, mm-hmm. wrestled in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Like I, ding, I just ding, don't. Ding. I and like Tiffany said, I like I like that you brought up the self-loathing part because yeah, he doesn't think that he's good enough for them to listen to him. So he doesn't want to like say like, anything. Yeah. Like he doesn't even he doesn't want to challenge have confidence him in, any kind in their of way. friendship enough to to stand up and be like, hey, you shouldn't be doing this because he's afraid. Can we just I'm take a that. moment to it's say like, you don't know other people's stories? Treat everybody yeah. with kindness. I agree. Go ahead, Kate. Also, Tiffany, I never thought of it that way before. And it's really cool. Sad, but really cool. And it's like, it's like Remus saw the friendship as like something he needed to hold Mm -hmm. on to and like that he was just benefiting from. But like, obviously, his friendship benefited them as well because they're like brothers. But he didn't recognize that. Mm -hmm. I do think that. James clearly took advantage of the fact that Remus was a prefect, though. Who would? But talk, I, and I also think yeah. that, like, obviously they're friends for a reason. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm not saying that, like, out of let's not consider Peter. We don't care about him. But like I the three of them, that. like, it's almost like Ron, Harry, and Hermione. There's times where she's breaking the rules right along with them, as much as she's a rule follower or whatever mm-hmm. else. Remus is in that same situation yeah. where, like, there's going to be times where, like. He's also going to want to break mm-hmm. the rules, which it's your kid. Do Remus it. This is Hermione. Yes. In the friendship. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. And we see how well that friendship works yeah. with, you know, Harry, Ron and Hermione. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not saying Harry and Ron are anything like Sirius and James because they're not. But um, Hermione and Remus really are very similar mm-hmm. in terms of like their personality, mm-hmm. um, how they view school. Mm-hmm. Hermione is grateful to be at Hogwarts because she's a muggle born and she didn't even know that this existed. And she's like just happy to be there. Mm-hmm. Remus is so grateful to be at Hogwarts because he thought that he was never going to get an education. <laughs> I'm just happy to be here. Like <laughs> so happy. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just happy to be here. Um yeah. I also, I really like what Jess said in the chat. I can't imagine Remus really wanting to punish mm-hmm. anyone yeah. being a prefect. Like, I imagine him being more of a mentor to younger students. Like, I can't see Remus docking points very often in yeah. general, mm-hmm. let alone from his friends. So I think to expect him to actually say something to James and Sirius um, is a little bit of a lot to expect from him because I think that in the end like his role as prefect is more so is more so like I'm going to coach you into being a good person and I think that in this in the background he really does do that to Sirius and James it's just not something that's sh- like we don't know if he said something to James and Sirius later that day because we don't see the rest of the memory right. you know he could have in the common room like later and been like Guys, 
do we really have to continue to do this like yeah yeah you really should be better than that yeah. i feel he like could it's just harder in the if moment if i were to drum up the courage with my friends i feel like that's how i would have done it yeah and then mm-hmm. would have been mad at myself that i'd just do it right in the moment yeah. but like try Dude, to make up for it later it's like getting into an argument with someone and once you walk away you think of all the really cool stuff to say yeah. <laughs> i someone um this is interesting steph Carr in the chat said Wait, we're saying Remus is Hermione, but Remus wouldn't have pulled a Marietta on anyone. Just oh, saying. But wait, I think he would have. I think he would have too. He was ready to kill Peter. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely. I, that's different. I think he that's that. different, though. But also, I also like what Vinny says, and he says, "But pulling a Marietta does not define Hermione," which is true. absolutely true. Yes. Correct. Uh, but I do think that they are similar, and I absolutely think I, Remus would have done something like that because at the end of the day, it was about the outcome of that situation but you can't compare the cursed parchment to killing someone remus wanted to kill no, peter because he he knew I mean, what peter had done who didn't want to kill peter am i right but also like when you're when i feel like when you're comparing people like they're not going to be a carbon copy true you know what i mean so like they have similar true. attributes or like you could talk about that with like harry and his parents they're he's not a carbon i mean technically he is like really personality wise they aren't you know what i mean so like when we, yeah i feel like when we're comparing people but i feel um, like they're similar they've got similar mm-hmm. aspects to each other you know um that's so yeah i'm i just want to clarify that i'm by no means comparing the marauders to the trio as like because again i don't think ron and harry are anything like james and no i agree Um, uh no i get i mean i think like in the best friendness yeah but like i said before i don't think they would have been such troublemakers had they not been trying to save the wizarding i agree i'm saying i agree exactly (laughs) it's very different scenarios very different scenarios like the marauders did it just to do it whereas ron and harry do it with meaning right (laughs) is that you know i'm gonna do it like but with meaning (laughs) you know like a hero but i do and i'm not saying the comparison the comparison with remus killing wanting to kill peter Mm -hmm. is not a good comparison to marietta but i do think that it is a good comparison in the fact that they're both very serious with (laughs) situations Well, I like what they're both really serious with situations in terms of, you know, they they understand the bigger picture and what would need to happen. Yeah, the seriousness. And and they're going to do whatever they need to do to make that happen. I like what Vinny says about Ron and Sirius because they're very similar because Sirius is as loyal as a dog and Ron's Patronus is a dog as well. But like Ron is very loyal. You know what I mean? As much as like he has an incident. um, in the seventh book while they're camping. Um, but again, <laughs> he like learns. he was also, um, had the Horcrux on him and everything. So, and I mean, I think that Harry is similar ish to, to James, but obviously to me, he's more like his mother, but he's got um, a lot of Lily. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> so uh, here's the part that's going to be hard guys. So James calls to sleep. And Snape reacts so fast and, like, goes to grab his wand. It's as if he's expecting an attack, which means that this happens all the time. Yeah. All the time. Mm -hmm. Or, and or, it's a reflection of his home life, which is equally sad because we know that he comes from an abusive home. Yeah, I think it's both. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Does it make me a really bad person if I still don't care? Yeah. <laughs> My mom just gasped at me. On the That's an awful thing to say. That's why. And tell her I said, go ahead, put her in the corner. You're grounded. <laughs> it's not okay for anybody to be bullied in any capacity. Yeah. Even if they dish it out, yes. it's still not all right. You are allowed to still not like Snape. Correct. But recognize his background and his history and why he is the way he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if it doesn't excuse Megan, it. Yeah. 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 Why don't you go listen yeah. to the Felix yeah. files yeah. that we did on Snape where you said, I love Snape. <laughs> Maybe we need I a refresher. Written. You didn't say that. That is not what you said. But that's what I meant. <laughs> well, we got audio proof. <laughs> 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 anyway uh, Snape is not fast enough and James hits him with Expelliarmus first so obviously Snape's wand goes flying Snape goes to die for it James hits him with Impedimenta which refresher it hinders the movement of a target either slows it down or stops it in its tracks yes. I just like what Katie said in the chat she said I mean Snape is part of a group that could be compared to the Nazis so I get where Meg's coming from but I do feel bad for him like, yeah, I feel he's bad for him, but he's still already. a jerk. I know. 100%. He's still racist. True. <laughs> You're not wrong. 100%. Mm-hmm. But it's still, I just, I don't like violence of any kind. Well, no. I, I mean, think, I don't either. I think but. for people, how do I say this? I think for people like the Nazis, it's hard to even think any kind of good thought. Right? Mm. Um, yeah. But when you, like, really break it down, like, those people are the way that they are for certain reasons. And it's that what, what is hard to like try and understand because you already just don't want to, you know what I mean? And I think with Snape, obviously we know that he's had a horrible upbringing, right? Right. Like his, Mm -hmm. his parents did not get along. There's fighting, right? Whatever else. But also like he's grown up in, in the aspect of like, yes, he's half blood, but like he also has that prejudiceness already in him. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to school where immediately on the train, he's already being picked on. Right. So like he, for him, he's probably gravitating toward gravitating towards the death eaters. Mm-hmm. One, because he already, it's an idea ideology that he is already familiar with, Correct. but it's also a group of people that are willing to accept him. Mm-hmm. So for him, he's like, Oh, I can get with these people. And I'm not not to say that he did or didn't believe this. I don't really know. You know what I mean? Who's to say besides him right. um, and the woman that wrote him? But <laughs> I think if if people had been kinder, maybe to him at school, and he wasn't picked on immediately because kids truly are cruel. So he's coming into school, mm-hmm. and the only person he has is that is friends is Lily mm-hmm. and she's already something that he's not supposed to be liking anyways, because she's right. Muggle born. Right. But, um, he doesn't His look the same. You know what I mean? Lily, like he's so always he calls her a muggle. Yeah. Well, he always is described as someone with like greasy hair. Mm-hmm. And so like, I know like kids, my age were cruel to people that looked any way, shape or form different. If they had like, I got picked uncapped. on for my hair being curly. I got picked on it for being like, if my hair looked crazy that did like, I got picked on for that. So like for him, he constantly is getting picked on, but if people weren't as cruel, maybe he wouldn't have joined the death leaders. I don't know. Just a thought. I think. can get on again. Yeah. Who knows? As, as Tiffany said, you never know someone's story. Mm-hmm. 
Well, yeah. yeah, like I guarantee nobody at Hogwarts knew that he had a really horrible home life. Well, and I think they were just like, yeah, I'm going to pick on him. The reason why the author, I think, describes him, you know, like his clothes are dirty. They don't fit him. Um, that's stuff that she's trying to tie to Harry. Be like, mm-hmm. hey, yo, guess what? You're not that far off from each other. Yeah. And and we see and I think she also describes him as clearly he wasn't like. I don't know the words that are used, but like kept up, well kept, like like James was. It wasn't like not I don't want to say loved as much, but you know, maybe. And he's just like when you come across kids that are like that, you can just their home life is rough, you can tell, because of their hygiene. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he had the best hygiene because I don't think that A, he was taught about it i mean we're getting into being like real little kids here but like if you're not taught these things it's like you don't know why you know know, like just like take brushing your teeth for example if you aren't taught to brush your teeth every day you're not going to do it because you're gonna be like oh i didn't know how to do that like you don't that's something Mm -hmm. that's learned and teaching teaching your kids how to do things and be independent like that um you know how to have the clean clothes and like you know we we need to like change our clothes every day and you know you need to like brush your teeth for this long with toothpaste this is how you wash yourself like those are all things that need to be outright explicitly taught and i just feel like from the appearance of snape that maybe that didn't happen Mm -hmm. which then in turn goes to the parenting like what's that home life like how is how are mom and dad treating each other are they spending more time fighting than they are teaching you things that you need to be taught you know we can make uh our best guesses about how he grew up but just from um my point of view and being an educator and you know seeing all these things happen in real-time life like that's the impression that i get is that he wasn't taken care of he fended mm-hmm. for himself yeah. i will say mm-hmm. all of this to say i don't think I, i'm not a snape fan i will i think we have we all <laughs> i think everyone knows that swish and flick aren't big snape fans so, yes, I think that there's a lot of things that contributed to him being the way he was. But at the same time, like he did also make choices true in his life that led him to really being a death eater. He chose to call Lily a mudblood. True. He chose to do these things. Right. So, like, yes, part of it is like, absolutely. He had a rough childhood. And I think that if if people were different, he might have chosen differently. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's also like you just had to kind of take a step back and look at the whole picture, mm-hmm. which is sometimes difficult for people. Um, well, and, he, and, and I bet that they took care of him. Those Death Eaters. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, absolutely. They, they gave him something. Him. And like, I think that's something they that preyed leaders, upon him. Leaders do this yes. when they want you. Ooh. Come on. Well, do you know Come what I'm on. saying? If they want you to be a part mm-hmm. of their group, they're going to th- like pick on the things that you, like they're very good at. Like, okay, this is where they're lacking and they're thriving for like that attention. They're going to give it to you. Like Let's look go. at Grindelwald in, in the movies mm-hmm. where like he knows exactly mm-hmm. what oh, to yeah. tell them yep. to get them on his side. Mm. He's showing them, Hey, there's another war coming. And Jacob's are like, I can't do this again. I cannot go through another world war. Mm. So he's picking on things that he know is going to get the reaction that he wants, which is what groups like this do. Mm-hmm. So they're going to tell him and give, give Snape, the things that he's lacking in his life, like friendship and camaraderie. And he's also choosing knowingly choosing like, yes, he might have loved Lily. 
I don't. So like he's gonna go into that being like I love her even though she's a muggle. <laughs> I'm choosing to call her those things. <laughs> I, I don't like that. I don't. I don't know. That's Megan, not the you term your hand would use. Yeah, go ahead, May. <laughs> it's okay. No, I don't like that comparison either because I just think that it's more of a. What's your version of love? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What have you seen of right. love? Right, but. But what I was going to say is that, like, the Death Eaters don't care about all of the things that Snape gets bullied on for. They care about your ideology. Correct. And if you have the same ideology as them, they are not going to care that you have greasy hair and that you don't know how to dress yourself Mm -hmm. and all of these things, you know? So, like, yeah, he probably felt welcomed there because not only could he freely express the views that were taught to Mm -hmm. him and he embraced by his father right mm. was this yeah his father i think his mother uh, wouldn't it be his mother but because his mom was pure blood oh his mother yeah sorry who's that eileen lady is um, <laughs> throw back to season one but <laughs> but uh you know he they don't they don't basically they don't care about they don't care about anything yeah. else except for that. So that is why Snape, in my opinion, that is why Snape ended up grasping onto the Death Eaters mm-hmm. because not only did they not bully him, they encouraged his ideologies. Mm-hmm. And that was the one place he felt welcomed at Hogwarts yeah. because clearly he wasn't welcomed anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So again, goes to show bullying sucks because i do think snape could have made different decisions had he been accepted in other areas of hogwarts but he wasn't because bullying was a thing and yeah everybody knows that we don't like him and i'm not gonna change my point of view that you know yeah okay i can feel sorry for the fact that he was bullied but at the end of the day he still made the decisions that he made and as an adult treated kids like garbage so like the whole picture is just really hard sometimes big picture it's a huge picture because again we're talking about snape's situation in this one memory which like katie said clearly based on his reaction to james calling his name this must happen often um so i don't know yeah it's There's just a difference yeah, between... as liam says in the chat the way that he treats kids is inexcusable Correct. and that's a big that's a bigger story yeah. mm-hmm. but you know looking at this memory sure you can feel sorry for him mm-hmm. and clearly mm-hmm. he's bullied mm-hmm. and that sucks but he well, is who he I, is yeah, and he's i, I made agree the completely there's made. understanding a character where they come from um having different moments where you can you can under, feel for people but then as a whole not liking them. I mean, you could do that with anybody. It doesn't necessarily have to be characters I from think a story. Too, that my biggest problem, I, not biggest, but one of my problems I have is like everyone thinks that um, because he was in love with Lily, like it's almost like, well, love saves all. But like, yeah, that's a really toxic way to think. Like love is not the end all be all. And just because you love someone doesn't mean you should be with them or right. they aren't doing things that are going to hurt you or hurt themselves or hurt someone else. You know what I mean? Um, well, and I think Vinny said it said it best. Like, no, I, I did. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> what did Vinny say? <laughs> My husband. Uh, 
Vinny said, you know, he didn't really start to actually love her until after she had died, Mm. which I think could be accurate. I could accept that he loved her because, you know, we have to think about all the things that he did after she died. I mean, in my opinion, sure. But like maybe his thought of love like changed. You know what I mean? Because his experience with love before she died wasn't. But he also didn't have like a great example either. Yeah. That's what love. I'm saying. Yeah. Like he, he I, I, true, but it's his it? decision to continue to pass that behavior on to others, yeah. and that is where it turns into your decision. Yeah. You can be treated a certain way, but just because you're treated a certain way doesn't mean it's okay for you to give it out into the world. And Snape yeah. gives it out into the world, yeah. and that's the issue. I think that. Um, <laughs> Poor I Snape. Like it's his also, worst, uh, worst memory chapter, and we're, we're like, just, we we're don't like, like him, trash and him. this is why. This is I mean, basically a Snape Felix Files in a regular episode. No, but is. I like Carolyn said. I think people tend to romanticize Snape sometimes due to the always storyline, and I completely agree mm-hmm. with that. Um, I think it was just a good line that people, <laughs> some people are probably going to like fight me over this, but I think it was a well-written line that people grasped onto as a reason to like him. And I'm not here for but it. But also like him but, naming his child after him. Way too much. <laughs> I think she was just trying to like, see, he's okay. <laughs> I just can't excuse other things that have been done. Yeah, there's I'll just, just say that. there's too much of negative. Do I hate to... him? No. Nah. No. Do I particularly like him? Is he no. is he my top five worst characters? Absolutely not. No. It's Umbridge, 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 Voldemort. Fenrir. What about Bella? She's up. There. Aren't you Bella today? <laughs> Which Bella are you? <laughs> Which Bella? Am I a vampire? Am I my bad witch? <laughs> nobody knows maybe i'm both you're always a bad witch um yeah i'd say umbridge voldemort frenrir bella how is that four yeah um who's your fifth i don't know all right uh do you see do you see why i made this chapter part so short (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think that this part of snape for us in this chapter could just truly be a testament to what bullying can lead to Mm. regardless of what your background already is Mm. or what your future was going to be at this moment Mm -hmm. like if people had treated him with a little more kindness i think it would have been it would have been different Mm -hmm. i think it's also an important thing to say and sometimes this this is really hard when you're in the um in the thick of bullying as like a, a teenager kid Uh, bullying doesn't have to define you like it clearly does to Snape and it's difficult to not have it define you at times but like everybody should just know that you're more than that don't let it define you basically Mm -hmm. because he he clearly does I feel like he didn't have anyone he didn't feel like he had anyone else to turn to but again it's his choice he didn't he had Lily to turn to and he completely ruined it yeah she was there for him so many times Mm -hmm. and he was like basically never really nice to her and she tried a lot and um he gave that up yeah yeah, I mean, you, he I mean, because it's that good for her though to be literally because there, there's times where like she obviously cared about him because they were friends for so long. Yep, and she's like, "You keep doing this to me." She goes, "I can't." It's like I can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. I have to be done. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know the saying, "You are who you hang out with." 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, he is who he hangs out with. He is a Death Eater. Yeah. The Ducks. Because, like, realistically, if Lily was out of the picture <laughs> and she didn't die, would he still be Voldemort? And you know what? Name? He would have been A-OK had James and Harry snuffed it and Lily was fine. Nobody ever really talks about that that, that much, chat, do we? Yeah, he wouldn't have cared if James and Harry I got killed. I think he would have been. We're good. Um, also, what Jess just said. Can we talk about women being expected to fix men, uh, too? <sighs> not not our deal. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Actually, it's nobody's deal to not fix anybody. You should fix yourself. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. work on you. <laughs> Focus on you like Snape should have. Um, but Focus also, on like, if there is someone in your life, just be honest with them and tell them. Honestly. And if you like Snape... I'm sorry. I mean... You do you. Yeah, we don't not like you. That. We just have a difference of opinions. Yeah. yeah. And it's okay. Yeah. And sorry you don't fine. have another voice on this for you. I know. But it's just the way that we all think <laughs> and feel. And if you want to hear a differing opinion. You are who you hang out go with. Go listen to the Felix file. Megan! <laughs> no, that's uh, I'm saying that because like we all agree on that. <laughs> What did you say? I said you are who you but hang yeah, out genuinely. with. But like, do do any of you hate Snape? No, hate. Megan wants to say it. Highly dislike. There you go. Highly dislike. And that's fine. It's fine. Everybody can feel the way like that they him. feel. I'm sorry you can't hear that voice on this pod. Go talk to Jess. <laughs> yes, Jess. Jess will talk. She will to talk you. to you. But I mean, it is what it is. We should probably continue with Katie's section. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But it just gets murky. Well, here we go. Let's go. Right. So they're starting to attract some attention. Students all around are watching. Some look a little like, this is happening again. And others are like, yeah, this is happening again. I also want to point out with that. Is like everyone's giving Remus grief because it's correct, but no one else is standing up that Mm. thinks this is a little like this isn't right. Not just um, so who's really the best person in this chapter? Me, your mom. I was I was in this chapter when I was reading it, and I was pretty great. No, Harry's mom. (laughs) Can we name this chapter your mom? But you you are mom, like your (laughs) your Your mom. All right. So if we remember from forever ago when we were talking about this <laughs> earlier in this chapter, uh, Snape has been hit with impedimenta. So he can't, he's very slow moving. Like pretty much it's kind of like he has invisible ropes binding him. Mm. So he's panting on the ground. Uh, James and Sirius advance on him. And James keeps looking over his shoulder at the girls by the water because he thinks he's showing off and being so cool. Mm. Um, and Wormtail is, quote, watching hungrily. So again, he's also just trash. So here's the parts I used to think were funny. He's trash. He's trash. <laughs> he's trash. Uh, how'd the exam go, Snivelly? said James. I was watching him. His nose was touching the parchment, said Sirius viciously. There'll be great grease marks all over it. They won't be able to read a word. Not cool. Not cool. And Snape just tells him, like, he's struggling on the ground. He's like, you wait, you wait. Mm. And Sirius is like, wait for what? You to wipe your nose on What do you think he's... What do you think Snape uh, means? Okay. (laughs) Jinx. But but real-time life, like, how... Wait for what? Where are we in the midst with Voldemort here? Is he full... Mm. Is he a Death Eater right now? 
I think they're calling themselves Death Eaters. Yeah. Because Lily... Doesn't I think Lily, that that is what he's talking about. Yikes, a rude moment. Memory, she's like, when he goes to apologize and she says something about, like, go hang out with your Death Eaters Do they have marks something. yet, though? No, no, I don't I think don't they have think marks, so. but I think that they've called themselves Death Eaters. See, this is terrifying because it's you wait, you're going to be murdered. Yeah, kind of. Am I wrong? And no. I think, honestly, if we think of it that way... Uh, and uh, hold on somebody said in i think it's kara um the fact that everyone stands around and laughs makes me think snape did worse to be disliked by his peers much more than existing as lupin says to harry which is a good point yeah because nobody jumps in well i mean Lily, and, but, she's but i also think maybe they're afraid of james and sirius true they did like, run the like, school it's right? probably a big combination of both yes. yeah this is just very or, just layered like an onion we're getting shrek business right now <laughs> <laughs> well because really if snape has done worse to be disliked by his peers it could potentially cha- I mean, it's not going to change the opinion of the fact that James and Sirius are being awful here. Well, That's just a fact. And maybe just but, them being like if he's hanging out with people that are calling themselves Death Eaters, they aren't gonna wanna step in anyways. So regardless no. if he's done anything or not, and if he's always being picked on, no one is gonna wanna be like standing up f- in front of the bullies. You know what I mean? Regardless of what Snape has done mm-hmm. like in my head canon mm-hmm. I don't think he's done anything worse than James and Sirius have done to him I just don't think people want to stand up to James and Sirius for like the book the person that's getting bullied and obviously like nobody really likes him anyways because he seems to be different anyways he's probably hanging out with his Death Eater friends mm. so mm-hmm. that's just my head canon is that he that he didn't do anything okay Okay, they just don't want to stand up for themselves, you know, or stand up for him, whatever. If you are the kid that gets bullied, that's your stigma, and it does not go away. Yeah, it doesn't. Like, if the cool kids, even if you know they get on the train, Snape is bullied immediately because one kid, James or Sirius, put that out into the world. Mm -hmm. Now that kid is going to be bullied. Why do cliques exist? I don't. I, I don't it's know. Just the I nature of because it really sucks. Man. I think you find people that it's you awful. have commonalities with, or people that will protect you, and you just go with it. I remember, I people- vividly remember this being in second grade, and I had two two of my my really good friends, and the one friend was like the Regina George, okay, and she was mean to that other friend. And I didn't say anything and I felt awful about it. And then something happened where um, they became like friends again. So we were all in our little clique. And then Regina George was really mean to me. And that other person stood up for me. And I'll never forget that. And I, I know. And and then it made me feel even worse that I never even said anything. And I don't know. Does it stick with you and do you learn from it? Yeah. Then that's then it that's good. Yeah, you growing as a person. It's okay. but like the second grade, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. And I don't want to make anyone feel anyone who has been bullied or was bullied or is being bullied by saying like, oh, that stigma never goes away. I was that kid that got bullied, mm-hmm. and everything turns out okay. So <laughs> it, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. People suck. Just be Why? Because you have short people. hair. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, why is it always over you know, hair? Genuinely, so people make fun of my hair. hair all the time. 
Um, mm. I think that's where it stemmed from. I don't know. I don't really know. Who knows? Nobody knows. It just happens. Insecurities on the and you just gotta be better I remember this it. girl told me she also, I think, had curly hair, but she combed it out. So she's like, you know, your hair wouldn't look like that if you combed it out. And in my head, and I didn't say it out loud. I was thinking, yeah, but it would look like that. And I didn't like how her hair looked. <laughs> so I'm like, I and so honestly, it's taking me like probably into my 20s until I actually liked my curls. Because like I there's not to say there's nothing I can do to change it. Obviously, I can like flat iron my hair or whatever, but I'm not going to do that all the time. <laughs> but you shouldn't have to even like think about who cares. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. You know don't let people get you I like down. it now grade school goals are worst yeah agreed anyway back to the chapter um so Snape's telling them you ate you ate and then he lets out a bunch of swear words that are mixed with hexes um but his wand is not on him so nothing happens so at 16 he isn't a master of wandless magic yet I bet that all this horrible stuff that happens to him pushes him to like study even harder and become literally a master of this stuff which is kind of sucks you know what I mean like his motivation was because of these terrible people but anyway um so James tells him you need to wash out your mouth because he's swearing and he uses scourgify on that's him that's not cool so pink soap no mm. so pink soap bubbles are coming out of his mm. mouth uh quote from the book it frothed and covered his lips it made him gag and choke that's not okay that's terrible no it's, it's not sickening and here comes savior of the day best person in this chapter who yells leave him alone and james and sirius look around and james's free hand goes right to his hair again to ruffle it up because he's got to look super cool <laughs> oh my for his God. <laughs> all right so harry hears your mom yeah harry hears a woman yelling are telling his father and friends to leave him alone. So this is a quote from the book. It was one of the girls from the lake edge. She had thick, dark red hair that fell to her shoulders and sparkling green almond shaped eyes. Harry's eyes. Where'd you get those? Is what he was thinking. Not, I'm sorry. <laughs> Jeepers, creepers. Where'd you get, get those them peepers? <laughs> so it's Harry's mom. Woo-hoo-hoo. And it's noted that James changes the tone of his voice to talk to her and asks, like, basically, y'all right. And she clearly doesn't care for him. I believe it's even written in the book that she is disdain or dislike for him in her eyes and she tells him to leave snape alone and like what has he even done to them basically to deserve what they're doing to him um and james like it's the fact that he exists really um and it says quote many of the surrounding watchers laughed Sirius and wormtail included but lupin still apparently intent on his book didn't and neither did lily and i said hmm but we've also discussed this at length i feel like <laughs> Mm. And good for Lily for standing up. So Lily calls him a toe rag and to leave Snape alone. Um, and a <laughs> toe rag is British slang for a so contemptible good. or despicable person. <laughs> so James tells her that if she's going to go out with or if she goes out with him, then he will never lay his wand on Snape again. Um, and like while this is being said, Snape's inching towards his wand while like this is happening. Yeah. Because um, the jinx is wearing off of him. And she says, and I quote, I wouldn't go out with you if it was a choice between you and the giant squid, said Lily. Bad luck prongs, said James, or serious. Maybe Lily dated the giant squid, you know? We don't know. So... (laughs) This is being said. So then Sirius kind of sees a little bit too late that Snape has got his wand. So he shoots a spell at James that cuts his face and ends up splattering some blood on its robes. And within a second, James then has Snape hanging upside down with his robes that are covering his head and it shows his pale legs and his underpants. 
um, that are of the gray color variety. The crowd around them is cheering now, but Lily is furious. And she tells James again to let him down. And the same James listens and lets Snape fall down. So literally like on a crumpled heap on the ground. And then um, Snape gets up, he gets to his feet, but the second he does, Sirius hits him with the Petrificus Totalis. So Lily now has her wand out and is pointing it at them and telling them to leave Snape alone. And like, it's noted that they're kind of like looking at her wand, like warily, like, Ooh. Mm-hmm. Um, and James is like, I don't want to have to hex you, Lily. Uh, and she's like, you won't have to if you take that curse off of Snape. So with the sigh, he does. So then Snape tells, or James tells Snape that he's lucky that Evans was there to basically mm-hmm. like save his tush. So Snape's response is, is not kind. And he says, and I quote, I don't need help from filthy little mudbloods like her. So obviously <sighs> not cool. So why and do you we know think that he said it? That word's coming out of your mouth so quickly like that, mm-hmm. that that's not the first time that you've said it. You've that's a part of your vocabulary. Do you think he's embarrassed? I which think is why he it, says it. Say yes, that. I think part of it. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. God, that sucks. Um, he's embarrassed, and there's the I don't need help from a girl. Yes. BS. Yes. Mm. Um, and yeah, and I know from experience of like I don't like to swear in front of my mom, but sometimes I'll get angry and I'll say like you know, the F word or whatever, um, which I don't like, I just don't swear in front of her. So like, if I'm, if you're, if I'm that worked up, like Snape is, and it comes out, that means that like, you know what I mean? Like that's a word that I've said before multiple times. So for him, yeah. he said that mud blood word many a time, even though one of his, apparently he loves her is one of those. So then obviously Lily, not happy. She tells him that she won't bother helping him in the future. And then she also calls him snivelous, snivelous Ooh, as well. Hitting him back. Um, and so that word makes that was deserved. James very angry and he yells at him to apologize to her. But Lily doesn't want James making Snape apologize. This is such a web facts good lord and says mm-hmm. that he is as bad as Snape, but James wouldn't. And he, James is like, I would never call you that. Um, and so this is a quote from Lily, and this is what makes me. I read rereading this makes me think like she's clearly eyeing James more than she wants to give, like let let herself oh, yeah. realize and like let him realize. Oh yeah, um, with the whole <laughs> Megan's face. <laughs> she is. She marries so him. Very, like very enemies to lover kind of like trope book wise. <laughs> So she's like, bessing up your hair because you think it looks cool to look like you've just got off your broomstick, showing off that stupid snitch, walking down corridors and hexing anybody who annoys you just because you can. I'm surprised your broomstick can get off the ground with that fat, fat head on it. You make me sick. (laughs) Um, (laughs) She sure does notice a lot of things that he does. That's what I'm saying. She is like looking at him. (laughs) She likes him despite the fact that he. I like you, but you're a jerk. Yeah. Very much like to me, like that's very much that whole enemies to lovers thing. Mm-hmm. So she turns and leaves. She should have dated Remus. Oh, I agree. I disagree. Wolf star, get over it. <laughs> no. Uh, so she turns to leave, turns and leaves with James calling after her, but she doesn't look back because um, cool girls don't look back at men. You know, the cool guys don't look at explosions. Cool girls don't look back. At oh, men. My they just keep looking forward. 
<laughs> so James wonders, like, what's with her? And then Sirius says he thinks that she thinks that he is a bit conceited. Um, with <laughs> Lily gone, which is spelled incorrectly, now James has Snape back upside down and asks them who who wants to see Snape without his pants on. That pants is like a- underwear. No. Um, no. Yeah, that's really not super not kind. Yuck. Really, I don't like any. Happen. This and whole scene know. is highly uncomfortable for me. Correct. Ugh, I mm-hmm. hate it. And I, it turns dark real fast. Yeah. Well, if you think about like the things that they're doing to each other, like you're choking on bubbles, you cut his face, you're flipping him upside down. You know. Also, like, where are the professors? Like, why isn't it, you're not supposed to do magic outside of the classrooms? Anyways, technically, so like, I don't think that's mm-hmm. true. Yeah, I think that's a rule that you're not supposed to be doing like magic in the corridors. Like I yeah. they're outside. Do, I understand <laughs> that, but like they're also like legit fighting. You know what I mean? Like I just don't think anybody's around. I think it happens faster than what we've read it. You know what I mean? Obviously, because we've talked at length. <laughs> I also think that there might be a bit of a Potter effect with James, where he probably doesn't get in that much trouble. That's where the that's where it started. Um. So, but why would he have that? I'm just thinking that because maybe he's because he's like the popular he's, guy. He's, yeah, he's a popular dude. The teachers really he's, like him. Yeah. You don't necessarily like if you have think of like if you remember one. how McGonagall talks about them that she just like kind of brushes it off, brushes their antics off as like just what kids do in high school or kids do in school. You know, they were always kind of just like messing around. They never say anything like this is serious. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> truly, like they're drawing blood. He's choking Snape. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, do you think that that was Sectum Sempra? Yeah. I'm also. Yeah, I think it I was. I think it, it. I think it was like a, a very small, version. yeah, baby version. But of maybe, it. but it has to do with like he's more powerful than people give him credit. That for. That was wandless. No, no, he had a it wand. was nonverbal. No, he got his wand. He got his, he wand. Got his wand. Was it but non-verbal, I wonder, like though. he just because he didn't want to. Yeah. He knows how to control it. Obviously, okay. Harry doesn't because it's not his spell. So yeah. like he was able to like just give him a good gash on the face. Maybe. Or maybe there's also a second gash. We don't know. A third. So, um, Harry never got to see if Snape did indeed lose his pants because he felt a hand on his upper arm with a vice grip. So Harry turns to I bet see he did. who the hand belonged to, and it's Snape. And I, let me tell you, the dude was angry. Mm. Like, white with rage, angry, Ooh. as the book has described him. This is scary. And he asks him, having fun. Um, and then this is a quote from the book. I'm actually going to read a little bit. From it. it says Harry felt himself rising into the air. The summer's day evaporated around him. He was floating upwards through icy blackness. Snape's hand still tight upon his upper arm. Then, with a swooping feeling as though he had ter- turned head over heels in midair, he felt he f- his feet hit the stone floor of Snape's dungeon, and he was standing again beside the pulsive on Snape's desk in the shadowy present day potion master's study. This is like I. I think the first time reading this, I was like, truly like, oh, yeah, this is bad. Yeah. <laughs> Literally every time I read this, I like my shoulders cringe up and I'm like really uncomfortable. Like, oh, put him yeah. down, Kate. Put him down. So I know. Put him down. <laughs> so said Snape, gripping Harry's arm so tightly, Harry's hand was starting to feel numb. Let that sink in. Ooh, painful. So Ooh. He was cutting off circulation. Talk about some damage. 
So you've been enjoying yourself, Potter? Mm-hmm. No, said Harry, trying to free his arm. It was scary. Snape's lips were shaking. His face was white. His teeth were bared. Amusing man, your father, wasn't he? Said Snape, shaking Harry so hard that his glasses slipped down his nose. I didn't. Snape threw Harry from him with all of his might. Harry fell hard onto the dungeon floor. You will not tell anyone what you saw, Snape bellowed. I won't do that to your ears. Bellowed. No, said Harry, getting to his feet as far from Snape as he could. No, of course I won't. Get out. Get out. I don't want to see you in this office ever again. So with that, basically, the mind lessons are canceled. <laughs> but but before we move on from that, he's so angry because he specifically removed these because of these are things that he... 100% no matter what did never ever ever want Harry Potter to see. Yeah. And that's why I I I mean he is like remember when he was unhinged in 3 when Sirius ex- escaped this reminds me of that moment. But you know what's scarier about this? Yeah. He's so unhinged he's like he almost can't calm. Even talk. Like yeah. it's like Ooh. it's like um and so Harry goes to leave. He like runs towards the door and it says that a jar of dead cockroaches exploded over his head. So like it reminds me of beast. Is that when water is that wandlist? The... Like he's so like Snape is so angry that it explodes or like he threw it in and it explodes. I think he threw it. I mean, either way, it's not great, man. Um, so that makes him move faster. So he runs out of the office and he doesn't stop until there's a lot of space between himself and Snape and like three floors worth of Snape. Not Snape. (laughs) (laughs) Three floors worth of Snape. (laughs) That's a lot of Snape. That's a good episode title. (laughs) Three floors worth of space. And he stops to take a breath and he's rubbing his hurting arm. Um, and he didn't want to go back to the common room and talk to Ron and Hermione. I spelled that wrong. He just felt horrible and happy because, and this is quote, it was like, it was that he knew how it felt to be humiliated in the middle of a circle of onlookers. And he knew exactly how Snape had felt as his father had taunted him. <sighs> so after watching Snape's memories, he knew, uh, he knows now like that his dad was exactly as arrogant as Snape had described him. You know, what would have been great for the relationship is if Harry and Snape could have discussed this if harry yeah if I harry they needed a moment could so maybe have, not right now yeah if harry could have said hey i saw this it's not right like what could that have done for them you know yeah yeah it would have been great i think well snape would have had to be an adult and actually like <laughs> hold a conversation with somebody that he's not a fan of which that's never gonna happen but, like, well, but harry he would have like, to have been the same way the they're both just as stubborn oh, okay <laughs> What? But I think Harry would have had the conversation had he been approached by the adult to do it. I think that we Uh. we also could forget that like he hates Harry solely because he wants like he looks at him and sees James and thinks he's James. Well, and we heard we heard earlier Harry was saying these hands could have James's hands could have been my hands. Like you know what I mean? Like literally, he's like the only just sees James all the time. Yeah, except he's like his eyes and his nose. Look at you've got your mother's nose. She had a great sniffer. What are you drinking? Coffee. <laughs> is it cold? Yeah. She loves drinking coffee that has just been sitting there. That's bitter, dude. It makes, yeah. It's not okay. But anyway. <laughs> how sad. 
but anyway. Poor Harry. <laughs> yeah, I How mean, sad. this is like so one of those only... life-crushing moments. Right. Not only mm-hmm. is all of his thoughts about his father suddenly crushed, he's relating to someone he absolutely mm-hmm. cannot stand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it's like everything that he has defended over the last five years is now poof. Yeah, because he thinks like, right. you know, he keeps defending his dad, keeps defending his dad. Mm-hmm. And then he sees it and he's like, oh, my, he was the bad guy. Yeah. And, and it, that's something it, he's going to struggle with. We see. It takes Remus to pull him out of it. And serious, right? <sighs> Both of them have to talk to him about his dad because they do it in the fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just... It's yeah. just like, and, and, and I feel like, you know, I have always said like, this is one of my favorite, I, if not my favorite book. And even like at the beginning of this book, it was making me angry rereading it. Um, and being like, I don't know why this is my favorite. And I remember like Katie said, this is one of my favorite parts that I couldn't wait till they, um, showed us in the movie. But now thinking about it, they, sh- they had like 12 year olds playing 16 year olds. First of all, mm. second of all, um, they just didn't do it justice. And, like, I just remember loving the scene so much. Um, and now it's just like, oh, you just feel bad. Like, especially as adults and you're realizing, like, well, none you of grew up. Okay. That's good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's like just none of it's okay. Like, them torturing him is not okay. Him calling a, quote, friend, like, a derogatory term, that's not okay. Like, I can't imagine me saying something racist to Jen. Can you? Like, oh, it sickens no, me just never. to even think about it. But yeah, Harry Potter. All right. Harry Potter. Lightning bolt? Yes, please. Let's do it. So Nicole asks, why do you think Remus or Sirius don't ever let Harry see their memories of his parents? It seems like such an obvious thing to do. I wonder if it's too hard. Uh, I don't think they ever really have access to a pencil. Yeah, I feel like those aren't very common. Yes, they are not very common. And second, like, it really, I mean... Memories are very personal. Mm-hmm. Like, how would you? Yeah, pick? like how would you pick which one? Mm-hmm. And maybe wedding. Yeah, and but I just think that like the the timing never happened. Yeah, like, like there never was had never time for it. Always so much time for it. But also, it it kind of reminds me of the mirror of Arised. Like, if you show Harry these memories, is he always going to be wanting to be in these memories? You right. know what yeah. I mean? Maybe they didn't have like. Um, like home videos, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I always think about I'm people that like VHS. vlog a lot now <laughs> where like they vlog like their kids and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, we can look back at this in like 20 years at like our kids. Or like my parents, we just had pictures. So we look back at pictures yeah. where like I have family members that like they videotaped Christmas morning. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, mm-hmm. It's just sad. It's just really sad that he's never gonna get to. And like, I mean, that's true for like a lot of people. Like my, I have a cousin that her mom died when she was, probably the same age as harry and she she's like i don't know what it's like to miss her she's like because i never knew her um Mm. and i don't i was too young to remember her either you know what i mean it's just sad yeah um marcus asks snape uses the pensive to protect his private memories wouldn't his memories still be fully intact in his head does extracting memories create a copy or remove them them. so it does kind of remove them i think it's you still have some it's it relieves it's faint yes yeah it relieves the like 
you know, when your brain's too crammed. Mm-hmm. I wonder why Snape would ever leave those memories. Like, how how much do you think his mental health would improve if he well, they're Lily always kept those memories they're, out? They're Lily. Lily. <laughs> yeah, but why would he keep the memory they're of Lily. him calling her a mud? Blood? They're Lily. I think to maybe. Punish himself. I think he. Yeah, I think he. He wants to remember why he's doing what he's doing. You yeah. th- think he's he's the double agent? What's keeping him going? And like Lily, is he a so, masochistic lion? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you mean just like Edward? <laughs> you don't know how I feel about fell this. In love with the lamb. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like we were saying, like his worst. I quit. <laughs> I quit. His worst memory is him. Like it's not him being bullied. It's him being calling Lily a mudblood. Right. And so I think right. that truly, I think he's punishing himself. Um, and keeping that in his brain to be like, this is what you did. Like you're, and really like, he's a major part of the reason why they got killed. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, he's half it. Well, can't give Voldemort no credit. Correct. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or Wormtail. Yeah. He's a third. They're all bad. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next one. Uh, Carolyn asks, did your perception of the bullying scene change at all from the first time you read it when you were younger to now? Yes. For example, when she was younger, she was absolutely horrified and thought James's behavior was unforgivable and Lupin was making excuses later on when explaining the incident to Harry. But as an adult, I have a new appreciation for the scene. I think it's still horrible and inexcusable, but it also humanizes James and Snape and shows mm-hmm. the nuance of both characters. I would agree that it does humanize, like especially for Harry. It definitely kind of brings his father down off of his pedestal. Um, yeah. And I think for him, it's like abrupt and it's, it's um, like really disheartening for him. But I, I mean, I like later on, don't they say like, he was just a kid, like he grew up and he mm-hmm. like learned from his mistakes. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, and like, unfortunately he doesn't really get a lot of time to grow. He literally has like five years left. Yeah. And we just, he just doesn't know it then. But I think the first time that I read it, um, I thought it was great. I thought, mm-hmm. you know, I was, you know, younger reading it. I was like, yeah, get Snape, whatever. <laughs> get Snape! But reading it, you know, as an adult, it's, the whole thing is disgusting yeah. on everybody's part, except, you know, mm-hmm. I think Lily's okay. I have to say, I think that reading it the first time, I think that <sighs> I felt like how Harry felt a little bit, like kind of like, oh, Oh, yeah. James isn't nice. Well, I think I felt that at the end. Like, like seeing Harry think, oh, my dad was really like that. Then I was like, oh, yeah, I guess he was not very nice. But like during the scene reading it, I remember being like, yeah, get him. Because I didn't like Snape because Snape was a jerk. Right. I'm just being honest. Like reading this when I was younger, like, um, you know, my opinions changed. Go ahead. My sorry to interrupt you. Um, I think that. I th- yes, reading it at first, I was like, God, I hate Snape. Like, this is relatively this enjoyable to week. read. But then, like, <laughs> just kidding. in the end, in the end, it was like, oh, shoot, his dad sucks, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it, like, brings you back down. But then reading this now, um, I'm kind of over here, like, really picking it apart, being like, well, hold on. 
Didn't Snape also bully kids with his friends? Wasn't he also practicing his hexes and his curses? Where I'm more so kind of like, never, I would never say that what James did to Snape is okay. But what I'm saying is, I like how much I can, I like how much I can really see both sides now. Oh, are you me? (laughs) What happened? No, and just, and just be like, really like literally nobody in this scene except Lily and (laughs) Remus are good people, in my Mm. opinion. Like all the kids looking around just like acting like nothing's going on Remus Snape the same is thing. not a good person yeah but he's Remus it's, oh different. That's, it's not different at all <laughs> <laughs> it is different because his name is Remus and he's got issues uh, I got issues no but like he's got, got issues <sighs> and you know what Snape does to Lily is unforgivable too like in this scene like they're all at fault here mm-hmm. And I think that what this scene really does is more so just like honestly humanizes all of these characters and brings all of them down to like, you are just all the same, really. You're all the same, just on different sides. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think the first time I read this, I was so caught up in like the whole, oh my God, we're getting more information about the marauders Mm -hmm. that like the bullying part i just saw the humor in it like Mm -hmm. not that i was ever like i don't know like that sounds terrible but i just saw like i read it as a kid and this is they're saying funny things about his greasy hair and blah 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 and like now it's like yeah i love i still love getting that background but then as soon as it hits that point it's like there's so much wrong going on that needs to be addressed yeah um next question comes from danny do you think harry and james would have been friends james being who he was at 15 and harry or 16 rather as we now know and harry being who he is at 15 Mm, no no (laughs) i don't think so i honestly kind of relate james to draco i was gonna say that (laughs) they're very similar because who seeks out harry yep to bully him Mm -hmm. yep draco Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) <laughs> they would not be friends yeah yeah oh katie says that james would have reminded him of dudley a smidge i could uh, see that mm-hmm. yeah oh, that too yeah. yeah i could see it yeah spoiled um sam asks of the students in this chapter who would you actually be friends with at 15 lily lily and remus mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay. I mean, honestly. Um, <laughs> no, but honestly, he's like he's a book nerd. He is he's quiet funny and cute. <laughs> yeah. What Katie said. I don't know. Who would I have been friends with? I guess Remus and Lily because I'm friends squid. with Megan and Katie. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was I friends with Katie when I was 15? 16? Yeah, 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 yeah. I at think 16 so. I was. For I came sure. around when I was 15, yeah. Mm. 16 so if you were 15 sure. yeah, yeah. i was 15 that's cool i mean it's just a fact we're half birthday buddies yeah i know right <laughs> it's the best kind of buddy to have we're half, so buddies. Real. <laughs> we're half birthday buddies but full-hearted buddies 
Right. <laughs> so is everybody going Remus and Lily? Oh, she did include Harry in this too. Sure. Um, I don't I know if I would have been friends with Harry. He's more... kind of too like jockey. Yeah. <laughs> you're friends with me. With me? <laughs> we weren't friends in high school though. You don't. But, you're not jockey. But not at fifteen. When you were in high school, were you like full on jock? We were not. <laughs> I'll just say that. No. Well, I couldn't be because I was in band. <laughs> Blowing your trumpet out the window. Well, then maybe. I don't know. I don't I don't know if we would have been friends in high school. I don't know. I, would, I wasn't a nerd in chess club. I was a little so bit of Tiffany everything. would have been friends with Harry. Yeah. Yeah, full on. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, last question. Okay. Ruby asks, what would you want to see in a book about the Marauders? All of it. I really want to see like the, the transform story between James and Lily. Yeah, that and how they um, became animagi. Yeah, I think that'd be great. I finding it, like how they tell Remus, like keeping that whatever in your be mouth. Alone, no longer. And then he's like, he probably would like, I feel like he would be like, oh God, like now my nights are going to be ruined. But really he's like, oh my God. I've Everybody going, ah, woo. Yeah. And then they're all like, Peter, you can stay at home. <laughs> really? I'm actually surprised that he was successful in becoming an Animagus. I am. I mean, how hard yeah. is it to become a rat? But it's hard to become an Animagus. Meh. I mean, I don't disagree. I think that, you know, obviously he's like powerful-ish, but he's also just like scum. I don't know? like him. I really just, he can <laughs> kick rocks. <laughs> he could eat rocks is what I say. Mm, mm-hmm. All right. Fan story? No, House Cup. Who won the House Cup? Oh, give me a drum roll. Ravenclaw. Whoa. You could cause. Yeah. Nobody got a bingo today? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Did anybody get bingo? I don't think they did. You guys need to step it up. No, they don't. Stay back. <laughs> Will you leave me alone? <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, Ravenclaws. I did. Yeah. Gryffindors made a late push, but not enough. All right. Are we third? I just like to say we blew ourselves today. No, Slytherins were third. <sighs> we would. We would. Blue looks great on Twitch. Am I right? Am I right? You're not. All right, fan story me. Ravenclaw's really pulled through at the end. Yeah, way to fly. (laughs) Fly like an eagle. Brandon, your Ravenclaw gifts are. Oh, him and Mia, every time they hit the same ones, but they always make me laugh. Every time. Never stop. All right, fan story. This week's fan story comes from. Alicia. Dear Tiffany, Megan, Sarah, and Katie, my name is Alicia and I love your podcast. I started listening to it back in February of this year, which is 2019, while at work and I've just recently caught up in June. I really enjoyed listening to all of your lightning rounds, discussions, and frequent bouts of hysterical laughter. Well, now in 2020 of November, we have not changed, so I hope that we are still making you have a good time. I'm a Ravenclaw. Sarah represents... And it's literally the best house, not gonna lie. Oh my my Patronus is a swift. <laughs> What's and that? My wand is a Hawthorne wand. Cool. cool. A tailor? What's this? <laughs> Whoa, a bird. Is that a bird or something? It's a bird. It's yeah. a bird. A wee bird. But also a lady that has a nice voice. <laughs> a lady. 
<laughs> a m'lady. M'lady and m'lords. <laughs> uh, and my wand is a hawthorn wand with a dra- dragon heart string. I almost said a drawstring. <laughs> 12 and a half inches in length with a hard flexibility. I actually really like my wand a lot. And I'm also in Thunderbird House, America. My Potter story doesn't have a clear beginning, as by the time I could walk and think and watch movies, I'd already seen the first set of Potter films about a dozen times. My dad was a big fan of them, so we would constantly watch them. One thing I really remember is that our desk of Prisoner of Azkaban's opening title screen before you actually played the movie was just Ernie driving the night bus over and over, and I would actually just watch that part on loop repeatedly until I fell asleep when I was little. It was very comforting. (laughs) Aww. I first read the Harry Potter books when I was in about fourth or fifth grade. I've forgotten a lot of details over the years, but I do remember sitting on my front porch reading the books in the sun. Oh, that's so cozy. I also distinctly remember reading the seventh book about three or four times. Over the years, I maintained enough knowledge to remember the overall arcs in the books and movies, and I've always considered myself a Potter fan. But back in January, it occurred to me that it has been ages since I've read the books or watched the movies. I'm 19 for reference, so I decided to do a reread of them. I picked up the books from the library, and it was definitely interesting to actually properly read the books from the perspective of an adult, as they really do start off as children's books, which very quickly changed. While I was in the second or third book, I decided to go looking for Harry Potter podcasts to fill up my time at work. Guess who I found? Was it us? (laughs) I must confess, I did read ahead of you guys, and I've just finished the seventh book and watched the movies. It's definitely gut-wrenching watching the overall tone of the series switch from fun magic school to oh wizard oh my wizard god we're going to be murdered <laughs> oh my and i just constantly feel so, so bad for you oh, there are times of deathly hollows where i just wanted to sit harry down and tell him that he was going to be okay and have such a huge family and be loved and safe also to everyone listening this is katie speaking the fun magic school and oh wizard god we are going to be murdered there's caps like every, every word is capitalized uh, side note, apparently my dad had to wait for the seventh book to come out, but before it did, he got really into fan fiction. Haven't really had a proper discussion about it yet, but God, my real life dad read actual <laughs> fan fiction. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I also wound up reading Cursed Child, and although I wasn't too enthused at first, after seeing it, I got way more mm-hmm. attached to it than I initially did. I will defend Scorp- Scorpius Malfoy with my life. <laughs> so to sum up, I would describe myself as someone who's always been a Potter fan, but has decided recently to really jump back into the series and the fandom, and I don't regret it. There are so many awesome creations and emotions that the fans put out. It's so hard to put my focus into anything else at the moment. <laughs> I do genuinely enjoy getting invested and lost in this world. Thank you so much, ladies, for being such an awesome All Potter podcast, Alicia. P.S. Lightning round question. Would you defend Scorpius Malfoy with your life? Absolutely. Yeah, I like him. Hands down. Heck yes. Yeah. <laughs> He's my favorite of Cursed Child. Mm-hmm. <gasps> I didn't pick out a I didn't pick out a joke. Well, you better do it do it quick. Uh, okay. Uh this is really sad. Do you want a sad joke? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you even have to ask Sarah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what trees grow in Godric's Hollow? Dead ones. Cemeteries. <laughs> Whoa. Wait, say it again. I don't get it. Cemeteries, like cemeteries. Oh, I have a Snape joke for you. That's kind of not nice. Oh, well, it's not nice. Is it nice. the second one? No, it's the first one. 
Why was Snape so upset when Lily Potter was wrongfully terminated? <laughs> she was never able to receive her Severus package. <laughs> <laughs> That's not nice. <laughs> I'm not gonna beat my pants. Terrible. Terrible. Oh god. What do you call multiple Professor Snapes? <laughs> Several Snapes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Our channel is called Swish and Flick Podcast. You can find us on social media on Facebook, where Swish and Flick Podcast. And on Twitter and Instagram, we are Swish Flick Cast. You can follow your hosts, myself and Katie, are on Twitter and Instagram at the Petrus Family. Tiffany is on Twitter and Instagram at Tiff Swish underscore Flick, oh. and Sarah is on Instagram at Oh ha, 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 Mally with three H's. <laughs> <laughs> if you love this podcast and want to support us and be a part of it, you can join us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Swish Flick cast there are all different levels that you can donate to us every month it gives you access to a bunch of different things just read the descriptions some of them include discord which is awesome uh youtube live q a's puff pastry trivia trivia phoenix plus boxes all kinds of stuff (laughs) tiffany what are you up to well i'm glad you asked me and thank you I just got um, Age of Calamity, so it's that Zelda game that is a prequel to Breath of the Wild, but it's like a fighting style game. It's very cool. However, it makes me dizzy. (laughs) Breath of the Wild makes me dizzy. But the cameras are different in Age of Calamity, and it's very like like when I stop playing it or pull my eyes away from the screen... I get like Team nauseous, comedy. but not to the point where not like riding a ride or anything like that. And that game it's cool. overcooked makes me queasy. Really? Overcooked is a little naughty. I don't even heard sucks it. because it's really fun. I really need to play Among Us. What is Among Us? I don't know. Don't, don't the kids these like, days play that? Yeah. So I don't Yeah. Yeah, but it's supposed to be really fun and I want to play it. Um and the other thing I wanted to share is I have officially Decorated for Christmas, except for the Christmas tree. Oh, I put my tree up. So I am ready. Yeah, I want to play Among Us because AOC was playing it. (laughs) And that's all I got. Uh, What am I doing differently from two days ago? You finished your blanket. (gasps) Yes. I was making one of those hand-knitted blankets, and I finally finished it. And it is literally big enough for four beds literally (laughs) and it's so cozy and i love it and also we started watching the behind the scenes show for animal kingdom on disney plus and i love it because it makes you think that you're just like watching this documentary about like any you know zoo it kind of reminds me a little bit of the um the irwin's Mm-hmm. Crikey, it's the Irwins because like it's a little bit about the animals, it's a little bit about the staff, it's a little bit about the park. I really like it, and I didn't even know some of the animals that they had there. Like I didn't know they had those pigs. What are yeah. they called? I don't know. Bar- Babarusa. Uh, Babarusa. Maybe. 
I don't know, but they're really cute. Now I want to go find them at the park. Katie, what about you? Um, been crafting, helped Meg with her blanket, and I'm trying to finish up this cross stitch that I've been working on for like eons. I'm getting somewhere. I really am. I finished a big, big, big chunk of it. I just got the little bits left. So, and then I have a whole nother one like that to do all over again. I'm going to send Discord a picture of my blanket. Do it. Uh, but that's about it, really. Enjoying the the weather has cooled off down here big time. So mm-hmm. it's been really nice anytime we go out. It is so nice outside. What about you, Sasa? Um, nothing's changed since we last recorded. <clears throat> um, well, I guess about my Christmas tree up. So like by the time you're listening to it, majority of people are like it's december it's fine but it is the week before thanksgiving and i don't even care eh. <laughs> nope. so we had the tree nope. up that was fun um i tried a new wine yesterday that i really liked that i got from wink and it's like a, it was a zinfandel okay. and i don't remember what the brand is but it's got a mouth that's biting like a teeth or biting lips and that's why i bought it it's a red and I, the last time I had a Zinfandel, I didn't like it, but I actually quite liked this. Um, so that's about it. Um, we tried a box wine. Mm. I, I don't really mind it. I Marty got me a box wine last year for Christmas, um, and it wasn't terrible, but I've had better wine. That's all. Um, yeah, it's it's fine. Yeah. But I'm just trying to, you know, live my life. I'm getting my hair done this week, which <laughs> I'm excited about. Yeah. And that's that's really it. Read some books. Try to calm down. I've stopped drinking caffeine for four days. Oof. It's been it's been rough. That Friday was the worst day. Yeah, you looked great. I was tired <laughs> the entire day. She looked like she had just woken up, but like all day long. <laughs> yeah. um, so today's not bad. I still have a little bit of a headache, but that's honestly normal. I have headaches all the time. Yeah. But yeah. Get up. Get up. Quality discussion. Hopefully you still like us after our big Snape rant. Yeah. It is what it is. If you don't know by now, then you haven't listened to a lot of episodes. But I will say, I feel like we haven't gone on a Snape rant in a minute. True. It's true. It's been a while. It's It's been a while. (laughs) Oh, Um, what is this? What is this for? Being kind to others. For kindness and crackers. I don't know. Be kind and rewind. It's Christmas crackers, we could say. <sighs> oh, wait. Wait, yeah. Meg's got it. Meg's got it. It's Stop. for... Stop. It's for... <laughs> you can hear that on the mics, probably. My wife. <laughs> oh, it's for my wife. My wife. <laughs> for my wife. <laughs> got so it. Funny. That's what this... My wife. I'll take it. This is for me. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. Uh, Mowage. Mowage. It's for Mowage. And, you know, some other things. So that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And don't let the muggles get you down. (gasps) Amazing. Just my voice. Oh, Katie, you make me chuckle. 
do I do it this way? Do I do at this point? I could have done it. Okay. Well, maybe next time you won't ask me. <laughs> snakes in a tub. It's snakes oh, in a tub. That gives me snakes in a tub anxiety. Yeah, I guess. I don't want to light it because there's like a little frog, wax frog, yeah. and I don't want it to go away. But I, it life's too so short good. not to light your no, candles, man. I know, you're right. You're it. right. You're right. Light it up, up, up. Light it up, up, up. Light it up, up. Frogs on fire. 